0: For the 14th of July, 2007, this is episode 22.
1: Everybody relax, episode 22 will be out in a few days.
0: I'm unhappy, I'm unhappy.
2: Instead, this is a Potterfic Weekly special edition.
3: Oh my god. God. It's
2: It's late at night, you're flipping through the television, and on the screen, bright red letters appear. Warning, no, this is not an adult film, it's actually a special, exclusive Order of the Phoenix, episode of Potterfic Weekly. Welcome to the place where the movie talk never ends. If you have not yet seen Order of the Phoenix, we recommend you get your butt to theaters, watch it, then come back and enjoy our long-winded discussion of this great film.
3: Well, I'm Jen. I'm Melinda. And I'm I'm Kate. And I'm Mac. This is a special... Um, edition of our podcast where we are discussing the movie harry potter and the order of the phoenix which has just um been released on july 11th though i was there well i guess july 11th i was there at 1201 i don't know if anybody else was there were y'all there at the release thing i was Didn't do a midnight show no Oh, um, oh. <laughs> well, that's awesome, though. But still, it was so much fun. And there were so many people in, like, costume. And me and my sister went, and we were wearing our robes and our, like, awesome handmade wands that we made out of the stick from the tree in the backyard. <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> very mature for 24-year-olds. Um... <laughs> but it was really a lot of fun. It was such a fun experience, like, waiting in line. And there was people, like, it opened at midnight, 01. And there were people there. That have been there since six thirty. Six
1: thirty. I was there. I know. Since Like four. Really? You were out there sitting in front. Yes, I, I was mad. There were like eight people in front of me. I thought I was going to be first, and I, like my sister called and told me when she was on her lunch break that she saw people there. So I got all offended and went and like ran down there and put on my makeup in Starbucks bathroom. <laughs> That's so awesome. I was really jealous that I wasn't at the front of the line.
3: We got there three hours before. It started, and we were, like, in the middle of this massive
2: line. See, I got lucky in Kentucky. Uh, yes, I said that purposely. Because <laughs> I got there at about 8 o'clock, 8.30, after having dinner with friends, and we actually got to sit right outside the theater on a bench. And just after us and two other people got there, they roped off the front so nobody else could get near the theater. They all had to wait in the big line out front in the lobby. So we got to pick the absolute best seats in the entire house. Uh which uh, I all my friends absolutely love me for. <laughs>
3: it was good. Well that's awesome.
2: Our film, our, our showing cut off mid movie twice.
3: Ouch. Oh no. That's sucks.
2: And um we're assuming yeah, everyone we're assuming everyone who's listened has hurt, has seen the movie, right? We hope right. so. Okay, okay.
3: We
4: hope so. <laughs>
2: Um, the two places and,
4: listen to us. Go out and watch it.
2: Well, right. the The two places it cut off was right in the middle of Harry and Cho's kiss, and <laughs> just as the centaur showed up oh, no. to pick up uh, uh, Dolores Umbridge.
4: Yeah, I would have thought that was myself willing that to happen if it was me. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> just the timing of it was so awful, and I actually it was nice. I got two free tickets. For the one I paid. So I actually went and saw Transformers a second time and, and then Harry Potter a second time. Oh, good for you. So it worked out well. Yeah, it worked out well. But, I mean, it did kind of kill the flow of the movie. And we, yeah. you know, we had a very... Uh, Harry Potter fans can definitely chant together and <laughs> yes. get management to uh, give us free tickets because uh, we, we worked it together as a fandom seeing that movie. And it was... Oh, guys, it was beautiful. <laughs>
1: That happened to me once where a movie cut out in the middle because I was seeing Pirates, the new one, and they had to come get a drunk kid out of the theater because he was passed out. So they stopped it right in the middle and then I got free tickets, too. So Pirates fans can chant together, too. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: you just saw it yesterday. Yeah.
0: Well, sort of. Saturday or this morning. Yeah, sort of, yeah. Um, yeah, they went to their first showing and. There were quite a few people there, but not, not enough to show the cinema. was,
1: was there, it at like, 9 in the morning?
0: I mean, at 10 in the morning. We got there about oh. half 9. And there were people shooting outside with T-shirts that said Aura on the back. So that was... how fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was quite surprised at um, like the cross-section of people that were there, because there was you know, groups of people my age, and then sort of middle-aged people, and then some quite old people as well. So I was quite surprised at that. But it shows how yeah. it gets to everybody.
3: Well, I like that it's really big everywhere. You know, it's not just in England. You know, it's not just in America. It's everywhere. It's huge. I mean, did you notice, were there lots of people in costumes besides the Aurora shirts? I mean, did there no.
0: people know? nobody's was in costume, just the girls wearing the T-shirts with Aurora on that nobody else had a costume <laughs> on.
2: Well, you all know, know was- that Harry Potter broke... The single day opening record with one hundred and forty million. One
3: hundred and forty million? Really? I w- I think I stopped at. I thought
2: I saw it was twelve. Twelve was what they did just at at, at, at the midnight openings.
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. And
2: then that for if you count all Wednesday, like the midnight showing up through the eleven p.m. showings the following night, I think I read it was like in the ballpark of one hundred and forty million. One day.
1: Wow, that is crazy. yeah. I read that too. Well, they
3: had eleven theater showings at at just one of the theaters we have in in the Dallas area here. Eleven,
0: <laughs>
3: so much
0: at the same time.
3: At the same time, yeah. Eleven out of I think it was only like I think our biggest theater only has like twenty eight here, but eleven were open of Harry Potter. Yeah, I live in a small town, and we've got it's a it's either a twelve or a
4: fourteen cinema complex there and three of them were showing harry potter
0: I, th- I think they were only showing one at a time where i went but there was a showing like every half an hour so
4: what did everyone think of the movie overall with do we have thumbs up
1: or thumbs down i thought it was amazing my I favorite liked- movie
4: yeah I of,
3: of
1: all the potter good. picks i
3: thought this
4: one was the, the best of them so far.
1: yeah i have to admit that
3: i i really really thumbs up on this one you know prisoner of azkaban was my favorite um but this one, I you know, though, I I didn't feel sort of in between until after I've seen it a couple of times, you know, and then you see, then you go, well, I, I really wish that this scene had been longer, just a little. I mean, nothing, I have no criticisms really about the movie itself, except that I felt some parts were too short. And to me, that's, that's not really criticism terribly about the movie. Yeah,
4: I liked, generally I liked the whole thing. I wasn't happy with the ending, but other than that, I thought they did a
3: really good job. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm referring to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the battle yeah. was entirely too short
3: for me. Yeah. Yeah, I the didn't like in, the prophecy
4: being revealed in front of everyone. I yeah. didn't
1: think and that I everyone else heard in, it.
4: I missed the scene in Dumbledore's office, too. I was I was sorry to see that there.
3: Yeah, I really wanted him to throw things around and break <laughs> I'm serious. Like I wanted Dumbledore to have that tear, and like they didn't even show his face. Well, I don't, I don't think
4: he could do the tear. I, no, I don't think that Michael Gambon yeah. could pull off that scene, which you know was probably a good thing that they didn't even try. But but I missed it. I, I was I would have yeah. liked more resolution between he and Harry because I didn't think there really was any.
0: I think um, Michael Gambon was a much better Dumbledore in this one.
3: Yeah, it's better than and Goblet, compared but... to Goblet, where he's like, he didn't shove him the around. <laughs> there was no abuse in this one. <laughs> yeah, so I, though so I really loved that they showed Michael Gam- Like he really made the effort not to look at Harry. I really liked that.
1: You know, I don't yes. know if y'all noticed, yeah, but I he, thought he really him running that away up. a lot. Yeah. I didn't like him running because he was actually running. Dumbledore <laughs> doesn't need to run.
4: <laughs> but just not even meeting his eye and he was, you know, moving. Qu- he wasn't really running, just moving quickly away, not stopping. You know, you, I could plainly hear Harry calling him, so I'm sure he could. They got that across anyway, that, um, you know, in the movie, they have to do it quicker than what they can do in the book. So I thought I thought they actually did a good job at getting that across.
3: Yeah, th- there was that one scene where I guess Voldemort Baltimore- – like gets in his mind for a second or something and harry just screams look at me
1: and i just was like whoa dude <laughs> I, when I saw that in the trailer i thought he was talking to snape so i was like surprised when it was there when he was yelling yeah. at dumbledore yeah so it's shocked. yeah i thought that was part of the possession
3: scene i think what did everyone think of the snape's worst memory okay. oh,
1: i didn't I like it.
4: it you know in the book I had almost felt sorry for Snape when that came, but in the movie when I saw it, I thought it was kind of funny. It didn't it didn't <laughs> strike me the same way at all. I, I, I did. My husband actually, who's not he's not a he doesn't read the books, he's not even a huge fan of the movies, he goes for me. But I heard yeah. him giggling during the scene and, and you know and I went to look at him all indignantly, but then I was like realizing, you know, it was kind of funny and I found myself actually much more angry with Snape than I was with james from the memory but that the way snape was taunting harry about his father and i kept thinking you know what so what if this kid's memory is is skewed you know that what he knows of his father isn't exactly right so what it's all he's got he doesn't have any memories of his own what difference does it make that you have to spoil that i found myself actually much more angry with snape and i don't think that was the way the scene was
3: supposed to come off well, they have, like, that one scene where he's got, like, his knees curled up under him, and it's, like, one second. And that is what we're supposed to gather this real emotional range of feelings from. I was a little disappointed with that scene, I admit. As I didn't
0: like how they didn't put Lily in at all. That
4: was a thing. Yeah. That, I was actually very curious about that because I've heard so much about how the writer and the producer, the director, um, that Joe Rowling would, would tell them things like, no, you have to put Creature in there or you have to use this for the tapestry. I know she was very involved in the first movie with the, the setting of, of Voldemort killing James and Lily. So it seems to me, I know a lot of deal has been made about Lily standing up for Snape in that scene, that, that if she didn't care that it wasn't in there, that, that maybe we've all been making a much bigger deal of it than it's actually going to be.
1: Yeah, maybe. I just wanted to see her.
0: Because I like the scene a lot in the book. and I... I'm sure I saw a photo before the film came out of Harry standing next to Lily, so I don't know where that was. Maybe it's a deleted scene or something. But... Maybe um, it was filmed, but just cut.
2: Yeah. See, now personally, unlike you all, I, 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 lo- I thought the scene was too short, and the Marauders and Lily definitely needed more screen time. But I thought for what brief sample we had, of Snape growing up, you know, the first scene was of him walking out of a bathroom with toilet paper stuck to his foot, followed by, um, you know, James saying, who wants to see me take Snivellus's pants off? And him having that look of kind of apprehension and cowardice on his face. I really thought for the 15 seconds they had to work in, they really did portray James as a bully. I mean, he did kind of come off as a jerk in that and I I felt more for Snape because I knew what I'd read in the book. Um, now, if I hadn't read the book, I might have been like, all right, well, I don't quite get what's going on. But knowing what the book was supposed to portray and seeing that, I really think they did as, not as good as they could do. But I thought they did decent.
1: I just think it was really short. Like, I knew what was going on. But if I hadn't read the books, I probably would have been confused because... It was really fast.
2: Although on the same note, these memories have all been very short. None of the memories we ever see are very long. They're only one second flashes. So that was really like the longest memory in the whole movie.
4: True. I really, really liked the way they pulled flashbacks from previous movies into this one. That hadn't been done before, but I thought it worked really well. You know, we saw, I think, a little bit of Goblet of Fire. We saw a little bit of um, uh,
3: Sorcerer's
2: Stone. Mm Mm-hmm. So there was some Prisoner of Azkaban in there.
3: I liked it. I just thought they did very well with that. I really particularly liked the scene where um, Harry is looking at his parents and Severus steps up be- behind him. Feeling sentimental
4: that? or something, yeah.
3: Yes. yeah. when he hugs Sirius, Severus goes, I'm, go- I'm going to vomit. <laughs> I really liked that. Yeah, that was all sort of in the same scene
4: there, wasn't it? That was what I meant about that. I didn't care for for Snape at all, the way he was taunting that way. So I felt less sympathetic towards Snape in, in the James memory, I think.
3: Visually, I thought it was fantastic how, how this one opened compared to the others. I mean, you yeah. could really get a sense that this was a different movie.
1: Yeah. With
4: the heat and then the map coming down, right?
3: Yeah. 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 And then, I really and liked went- the running. Do y'all like? I don't know. Oh, God, before we get there, though. How cruel was Deadly? How awful! Oh, he was completely horrible. He reminded me of Draco. Ugh. I mean,
1: that I, I was, was laughing. So much worse. Oh, you were? I was laughing because he looked so ridiculous. But don't you think? I thought it was. I thought he
4: reminded me of the actor who plays Vernon.
2: Oh, yeah. very much.
4: It was funny, but I was staring at it. And I'm like, he reminded me of Vernon. I was like, that was good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I heard him speaking in that part, I actually thought he had developed like a speech impediment. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I, he was slurring his words.
1: Maybe he was drunk.
2: Well, After
1: beating
3: fine. up the 10-year-old. Yes, 5 to 1. He deserved it. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. 10-year-old deserved it, yeah. I don't but, know. I just love Harry's range of emotions that he showed. Like, his acting has just come so far. It's like looking at a different actor. Yes. Yeah, I thought he Definitely. In, um. Rupert Grint, actually. I thought they'd
4: both come a long way.
3: Yeah. Well, and Hermione didn't talk with her eyebrows the whole time. I really liked that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right there in the introduction, I-, I thought it was very clear how much uh, Daniel Radcliffe has improved as an actor. But at the same time watching that, I thought that he could have even improved a little bit more. It-, it was very quick from one emotion to another, almost like there was no transition,
3: I don't know. I think I was so um captivated by how gorgeous he looks now <laughs> that I did <just, laughs> <laughs> serious? Well, comparatively, how different he looks. You know, I just, I couldn't take my eyes off of him. I don't know.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, yes, not Jen. in that
3: nasty, he's like, hit, he's child puberty now. Not like I'm in love with him or anything. I'm in married. But, I mean, I just <laughs> thought it was extremely captivating to watch in this
1: one. I don't know. <laughs> His hair is a lot better than in Goblet. <laughs> yeah.
2: So you brought up the running in the opening.
4: I which... did. <laughs> They're running to that underground bridge thing. I, Tunnel. I, I, but...
3: I think it says so much about David Yates as a director because I really liked how, they, how he captures the emotion in the way that he does cinematography. Like, I felt... Like, they used a lot of hand cam in this movie. I don't know if y'all noticed... Mm-hmm. Or if that's just what I noticed, that's what I do it for a living. Um, but I really liked the use of hand cam in capturing emotion in this one. I felt it just added so much. And, the, and especially during the running, you know, where they, they would look at the feet and then they would look at the faces and you would just hear the breathing. And I just thought it was fantastically artistic without making it seem reality TV type.
2: Well, it gave it that sense of panic. with the sh- It was a little bit shaky and it wasn't focused. It was in a solid continuous shot. And, you know, just the way that they went from they were still seeing it. they were, yeah, they were bolting, yeah. going straight from standing, looking at the crowds to just, just running. You didn't even see them take off. They just went straight into running. It really kind of gave you that sense of this is urgent. And it even though Harry might have picked up on it's not just a storm we're out running. Uh, you know, I think even Dudley had that sense of this is something I need to run away from. But then why they would stop when they got in the tunnel makes me think they were just running from the storm.
3: Unless Bradley's so wizard.
1: wizard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not touching that one. <laughs> oh. <fan> <laughs> mm.
3: Love you, Melinda. <laughs> Watch it really happen, though. Seriously. Okay, anyway. Um, so what oh, happened? That- what did y'all think of the Dementors? I was I hated so
1: them. disappointed.
0: Yeah. I didn't Where, like the them.
1: Where did the cloaks go? We, we- dementors are supposed to have those black hooded cloaks. They did. They thought- looked. They looked human kind of. Skeletal mm-hmm. more
4: than and and
1: I remember Harry asking Lupin at
4: one point, what's under a Dementor's hood? And and Lupin said no one knows because the only time they ever remove their hood is when they're gonna give the dementor's kiss. kiss. Right. And and I didn't even see them wearing hoods in this one.
2: Well no, no, we they, they they were. It was just kind of the the brownish, brownish thing that was pulled down over their face. Because, I, I mean, you could see it covering the mouth hole. I never
1: really thought they had, like, heads, though. Like that. They had, like, faces or something. Yeah. That means- uh. I just thought
3: the ones in Prisoner were so frightening.
1: Yeah. These and they were scare just, me. Yeah, because
0: yeah. you don't know what's under the hood. You, you're more scared of them.
1: They're more mysterious. Yeah. Well, the way that they breathed, you know, that was freaky to me. Mm-hmm. In the
3: cold, like... They, did, I mean, I understood now that they had Harry's breath be cold. But to me, that wasn't nearly the certain extent that they went to in, in Prisoner of showing how, like, absolutely creepy mm-hmm. that they were coming. I liked the cold, that, that you could see the frost and he was breathing, but not
4: everything turned to ice. I actually, I, I liked that part better, oh. I think. Yeah. No,
2: the lights, the lights did. All of the lights started to get ice over top of them. And the puddle of water that that was coming in from the rain froze, which is why Dudley slipped when he was running away. Everything froze except for the cement walls. Yeah, everything froze except cement walls, and they showed that.
3: Oh, you're right. I totally didn't put that together. I didn't see that. No, I missed that, too.
2: Yeah, they had the ice coming over, the flickering lights, uh, and then Dudley slipped on the ice. Um, Yeah, everything froze.
3: That was a really good observation. Good job.
2: Well, you know, men tend to be more observant.
1: Oh,
2: <laughs> <what>? <laughs>
3: so says the man in the women podcast. <laughs> We're
1: gonna kick you out of this.
2: That's okay. You all don't need a voice of reason. Um, oh.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, what happens after that?
2: Uh, the we'll the, the advance guard. Dursleys. Oh well, yeah. Did the oh, advance right. guys
0: arrive. Uh,
3: Oh, they
4: go back. What was Petunia wearing?
3: <laughs> I know.
4: <laughs> it was
3: horrible. <laughs> but, you know, in the two of them, in between P- Petunia and Vernon, I thought Vernon wasn't really in character in this one. Like, I, Petunia cracked me up, like, opening that car door the way she did.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But Vernon, Vernon just seemed a little strange until he did the whole justice, and I thought, oh, God, that's hysterical.
2: Yeah, he didn't strike me as nearly angry as what was happening. It almost seemed like he thought Dudley was permanently going to be that way, and he was just dumbstruck. But I thought he would be really furious to find his son that way, and he wasn't.
4: He was much more comic than anything else.
1: Right. Yeah. I wanted him to yell. I wanted, like, the vein-throbbing Vernon. (laughs) I thought Arabella Fig reminded me of the sad cat face in Shrek.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Did she not?
4: I have a question, too, about back at the Dursleys with the Mafalda Hopkirk letter. Uh Uh-huh. It was screaming at Harry about doing magic in front of Muggles, but meanwhile, there's a letter screaming in the air in front of three Muggles. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I just I was like, I don't get that.
0: I just yeah. suppose it was a way of showing the letter without having to read it out right. loud. Without or... having to
4: read it. I know why they yeah. did it, but it just the whole thing struck me. It's like, wait a
0: minute.
3: And that they didn't seem upset that the magical letter was talking in their presence. They were just happy that they get to keep Harry longer. <laughs> I don't
4: know. Well, I think it more that they know Harry loves that school now. So anything that makes Harry miserable is, is good as far as
2: they're concerned. Oh, I hate the Dursleys. <laughs> I do too. Well. And the problem with that is, and because of the movie time constraints, I understand, but they had to cut the huge letter exchange, you know, letter from ministry, letter Mm -hmm. from Mr. Weasley, back, forth, back, forth, you're suspended, you're expelled, you're stay put. And that really made Harry very anxious about being uh, suspended from, or expelled from school. You didn't get that sense, but I mean, given the movie circumstances, it wasn't crucial, but it would have been kind of funny to watch.
4: I thought they did a good job. Making that whole scene more concise, actually, with the way they had the Dursleys taken Dudley. I assume they are taken him to the emergency room or whatever they're going. Mm-hmm. And then have the advance yeah. guard just arrive then.
2: Okay, I have a question. When the letter was delivered, the owl crashed.
4: Yeah, I know. Yeah. It made you think it was Errol, but then it was Exactly, and I was like,
2: yeah. but Errol Errol didn't deliver. It was a ministry owl, but it just up and flew. And it flew into the ceiling. It's not like it flew into a wall. It, like, <laughs> dropped it and went straight up. <laughs> Yeah, I think there was a little owl confusion there. It was funny. I liked the comic relief. I
3: mean. <laughs> right, I scared it. I think they were trying to make it a little bit lighter, or this whole movie would have been just like, dun, 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 you know? Oh? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, which I would have enjoyed, but, you know, I'm I'm like that.
2: <laughs> we'll, we'll get to this later, but I thought the movie on the whole was just, for a very dark movie, it had some very funny lines all throughout it.
3: it did. Agreed. Agreed. The best line of the whole movie, you got to admit, Dumbledore's got stow. (laughs)
2: Oh, Oh, no, 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 no.
4: Umbridge, when the centaurs were dragging Umbridge away, and Harry said, I'm sorry, but I can't
1: tell lies. Oh, Oh, that was was hilarious.
2: No, better than any of those was the silent line of the trio arriving at the hog's head, and the goat was there. (laughs) (laughs) goat? And only, you know, not everyone picked up on that reference because I was there with Evil Wombat and we just started laughing and nobody knew what we were laughing at.
1: Exactly, yeah. And
2: if you listen to um, Aberforth off screen, you hear him say, get back here and yell at the goat to come back.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so y'all all do understand the reference, yes? Yes. yes. Okay. Should because I had it? somebody im am me earlier and they didn't get the reference and they were asking me like, what was so funny about the goat? And I was like, I was like dying laughing.
2: Well, Jen, explain <laughs> it for our listeners who might, you know, have only read the books once and might not have picked up on that reference.
3: Um, basically, Aberforth, um, Dumbledore got, uh, put, uh, he got, um, did he actually get, yeah, he did. He got, um, in big trouble for doing illegal charms, for practicing illegal charms on goats. And it's very vague into what kind of illegal activities he did with the goat. <laughs> but it's humorous nonetheless.
2: <laughs> Let, let's just say it probably didn't involve mowing lawns. <laughs> exactly. Okay, I'm sorry. We were, we, were, we were back at the Dursleys and the Owl, and I had to bring that up.
4: So then the advance guard arrives. Where
1: was and Remus? They,
4: Where was Remus? Nymphadora.
1: And for don't two call seconds. Fedora. Yeah.
2: But I Remus they... was with the werewolves. Wrong, wrong
3: <laughs> yeah, book. it was a it must have been the full moon. Joe well, Joe Rowling just got back. Well he was back at
1: there when he got place. back. Yeah.
2: yeah, but did you see his face when Harry first saw him? I didn't yeah. see him, no. Covered he in did? scratches. Covered in scratches.
3: Oh yeah, he was a lot more beat up in this one.
2: Yeah, he had long cuts all over his face, and I got the impression that was meant to imply he was doing werewolf stuff.
3: Mm. <laughs> you make it sound
1: dirty. Werewolf <laughs> <Not>. <laughs> stuff.
2: No, because I would have said something like he was doing werewolf stuff. Nah. <laughs>
1: uh, anyway,
3: uh,
2: Nymphadora. What did you all think of Nymphadora? I liked her. I, her. I
1: loved
3: her. I she was really good. Yeah, I
1: liked. I like the way she I acted like, and the I way liked she her got her hair, hair turned
2: fuchsia
4: when she was yelling at Mad Eye for calling her Nymphadora. Yeah. I mean, I they got all her hair. all her little things in there very quick, the anger over the nymphadora, the hair changing, and she stumbles. as they go into the house. Like they, they, you know, I she's not that. in there much, but they got her all in there.
3: Everyone in our theater literally cheered when she tripped. <laughs> it was hysterical. <laughs> it was such a fun experience. But, uh, oh my gosh, y'all, what did, okay, I guess we have to talk about the riding through the city first. How did y'all, what did y'all think of that?
2: The well, I know that ladies first.
3: I thought it was fun I
4: liked it I liked the the riding across the Thames.
0: I thought the music was really good the music for that. the music made also, it yeah
2: well, I know they had a lot more fun filming it just because they got to use helicopters and speedboats, and they Did said they unlike really? yeah they said unlike broom rides that they'd done in past movies, this one they really got to make it a sequence Grimmel grimma place pulling out of the the wall
0: i not oh, sure I I, like that. I didn't like that. Why not? I think it was supposed to be sort of how they how they showed how to get into Diagon Alley at, in the first film. It was similar to that, the way the bricks yeah. sort of spread. So I don't know if it's supposed to like I make you remember that. The way
4: they kept showing the other windows and how obviously the building was moving, but the people in the other windows, had they, they
3: didn't acknowledge even that anything was felt strange or heard anything or anything. I, I would have. Notice the fish tank moving. <laughs> so I really liked how Grimald Place looked.
0: Yeah, the inside, me too.
3: Inside and out, like the hallway. Though I didn't understand, and maybe this is just me being slow, but Harry is like very slowly making his way down the hall, and like Moody just comes and like shoves him out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Though I liked it, I didn't dislike it. I just thought it was a little strange.
0: I don't know. I just imagined it the whole inside of the house to be a lot bigger than it than they showed it to be. Yeah.
1: yeah, I didn't get the feeling when I read it that the house was small like that. I thought it would be, like, wide halls and big rooms.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think...
1: I thought that they did a good job in in trying to
3: show... I think it was supposed to be, like, a typical British townhouse type of mansion thing. And I, I don't... I don't know if things are different up north in America, but there's very few homes down here that are actually built like that, where it's lots of floors, and the house is built up. Do you know what I mean? And I thought that was really interesting with all the stairs. I don't... Th- yeah, it wasn't It wasn't what I had
4: imagined it to be in my head, but I wasn't, you know, put off one way or another either. I was like, oh, all right, you know, I just,
1: it, it didn't faze me all that much.
3: Yeah, that's that's my feelings.
1: Yeah, it was just different than what I thought too.
3: But I, I loved,
1: loved, 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 loved
3: Harry seeing serious and that grin coming on his face. Oh, I know the first yeah. smile we had out of him. Oh, I wanted to kick Miss Weasley. Kick her. <laughs> no. Like, yeah, like, I know it's terrible. I have mixed. Jen, feelings.
2: Jen, no, 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 kicking. Bad.
3: Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help myself or how I feel.
2: I know. I know. I'm, I'm gonna play with <laughs> for your wine, legs. Though.
1: Apparently. <laughs> they have a mind of their own eyes.
2: Leave her alone. She's a mother. It's the first time she's seen her kid in, what, almost a year?
1: You know, we're actually, heard of his. His,
3: you know, actually well, for the good time, ass. in this film, I did not get the feeling that Harry was one of the Weasleys. Like, I got very much the feeling that it was the Weasleys, and Harry really was on his own, and I think they were trying to make that serious Harry bond so much greater, but it didn't feel like their bond was all the way there either. It was just so sad.
0: When Sirius first came on I was thinking ahead of what was gonna to happen to him, so that, that made me feel that they haven't got very much time left together. Yeah.
4: Yeah, you kinda of put pr- your protection up.
2: You don't want to get too close to him because <laughs> But yeah. considering cool. considering well, what was going to happen at the end, I thought they did a really good job of every time Sirius and Harry were together, of making the best of those moments.
3: Oh absolutely. Yeah. Well they had to go somewhere because Sirius wasn't in goblet at all. I mean, they really had to go from A to F with, and, you know, get all that in between. Mm-hmm. So, but, but who, I thought they liked it, how I, Even when
4: when they left the when Harry wasn't in the room, you know, they shut the door and shut him out. But the dialogue—if you could have—if you heard what the characters were saying—it was very much the same dialogue from the book. They kept it in there. They were arguing about Harry, and Sirius was saying, you know, he's not a child, and and. Was, oh yeah, he's not an adult, but but it was the same
3: dialogue. I, I was actually really happy with that. They kept the dialogue in quite a few times in this movie. Yeah, like word for word. I was so well. And the Snapes, the uh, Snapes in
1: the Order, get I. <laughs> <laughs> and I love. Oh my gosh, the accent. ears, the and ears. Point.
2: And you can even hear Sirius calling him snivellus in the yeah. discussion. Yeah, that, yes. Yeah.
1: yes, yes. And Crookshanks. <laughs> I love Crookshanks. I was like, it's the best cat." That was a good scene. <laughs> I great. like Hermione. Bad Crookshanks.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yes, that was fabulous. I'm so happy they added that in. And one of the yeah. twins'
2: little line of "I hate your cat," Hermione. <laughs> I hate your cat.
3: <laughs> that was just such a great. Oh, I love that moment.
4: Yeah,
2: I didn't but see Harry that.
3: getting we, we we missed over the scene where Harry actually comes into the room with Hermione and Ron. And I was really happy with that scene, actually.
2: No. You weren't? I, he, he was not nearly angry enough for me.
4: Well, I yeah, think no, he was getting was, worked up. He was getting But there. even, they had Fred and George pop in, which I thought was, I loved the way they just kept popping in. But they yeah. said something about, again, the line from the book about your dulcet tones. And I was like, but he hasn't <laughs> even yelled yet, you know?
3: <laughs> yeah. 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 But we could tell that he was angry. He was frustrated. And Hermione did look like she was going to cry.
2: Yeah. No. It was getting the, there. I'll, I'll admit that. It was yeah, getting
0: they, they just toned down Angry Harry toned down, yeah. for the whole film, I think. Mm, yeah, it, it kind of makes so me happy.
1: Really? <laughs> I really? I really don't like capital ox Ox Harry. So, <laughs> I don't know. I think that's why I like this movie so much, because he wasn't yelling at everyone the whole time. I don't know. I'm the only well, one that thinks that, it, though. It makes
2: sense from a, a, a film maker's point of view, simply because for the people who... And I, I, there was one in my group who had only seen the movies and not the books. Oh, good uh, lord. Oh, yeah, it's true. You, If they made Harry very angry right there, it would have put them in danger of not liking Harry as a character, because there are a lot of people who don't like angry Harry from Order of the Phoenix. I,
3: I have to say that unlike... At the beginning of Goblet of Fire, I really felt that it was like so rushed. It was just like, scene, 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 scene. Now we're going to start the story. But I didn't feel that way in this movie, even though it was kind of scene, scene, scene. I didn't feel it was nearly as rushed. I felt like the background was important and it was there. Well, I think a
4: lot of it, like with the movies, you always hear complaints after each one saying, I don't believe they cut this You know, for continuity. How are you going to keep that up? How is that going to make sense? And I think It does make sense because I think, there, there, yes, there are a few that only see the movies, but I think the vast majority of us are the people who read the books, who go to the movies, and we know all the background in our heads anyway, like uh, the parting of the ways. That was the big thing at the end of Goblet of Fire about how they didn't do any of that, that Cornelius Fudge didn't storm out, you know, refusing to believe them. So how are they going to continue with Order of the Phoenix when that's where it all begins? But it did begin just that way. The paper's showed that Cornelius, you know, wasn't believing Dumbledore. And, and we all knew what was happening already, so we just went with it. It was kind of, it didn't really matter
0: for continuity's sake. Do you know what I mean? I, I really liked how they um, transitioned the scenes with the uh, Daily Prophet. Me too. That was really that. good. I love that. Yeah, I did too.
3: Did y'all all see Harry reading the newspaper in the beginning, in the beginning scene when he's on the swing? I thought that was such a nice little touch. I don't remember a paper on the swing. I remember it he was uh, feeding in, a in paper. Grimald Place there. No, in the swing before Dudley comes up, he's reading a newspaper. Oh, okay. Like I, he I did understand. in the book.
2: Well, in the but, book, wasn't he sitting in the flower garden? Trying well, to yes.
3: In? But the whole thing was the whole summer he'd been reading the news, trying to capture a glimpse of what was happening in the wizarding oh. world.
2: Yeah, I got you, got you, got you.
3: So, Okay, sorry. <laughs> so what happened after... Um, Oh, that, then, it, I, I really thought the transition to the Ministry of Magic was a little abrupt. I have to admit that I was a little, that I was a little confused. And even in watching, I couldn't, I couldn't find Harry and Arthur on the first elevator scene the first time. They were adorable.
4: Oh, I thought they hysterical. were really cute. Yeah. And I liked how right before that, they had, you know, Harry, they showed Harry having nightmares a couple of times, hmm. but the nightmare he was having then, was like it was the letter you've been expelled from Hogwarts it just kind of showed it was almost like a normal nightmare that he was really stressing about this trial coming up. I kind of liked that
3: mhm had it I love how they did the nightmare scenes. they didn't just show him tossing back and forth, you know they did close ups on his neck and his chin, and I liked it, yeah, I did too. I thought they did a good job with it,
0: mhm. I like the little bit um when they're coming out of the tube station on the way to the phone box, and Arthur's trying to um put his ticket on the thing, and that just made me
4: laugh of how a couple of months ago. <laughs> I loved how hard he was concentrating about yeah. getting off the escalator, you know it was just it's just funny
3: <laughs> well, him like kept he kept touching <laughs> that yellow circle with his hands.
0: yeah i, I did thought. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> You're supposed to like, put the ticket through the, through the machine, but when I went to London a couple of months ago, I, it was the first time I'd been on the tube, and I did exactly the same thing as he did, putting the ticket on the, the reader thing, because that's what I thought <laughs> you had to do. But
3: Never been on one, so I just had to laugh at what was going on, but
2: I really liked how Harry
3: one. <laughs> <laughs> she like, doesn't understand technology. That was a great scene. I really liked how the Ministry of Magic looked.
0: Oh, yeah. So did I. Yeah. I, did too. I it was really good. I liked
3: the lighting
4: all underneath, was kind of cool.
3: And the flus, how they came in through all the flus.
4: Yeah.
1: I liked that a lot. I thought that was I really awesome. I thought there were too many people. It all felt going like in the New York. League.
4: Yeah. I thought, <laughs> did anyone else get the impression, you know, they had the big flag banner there of fudge? It reminded me of Hitler.
0: Yes. Yeah, what, what I, I thought. That's, that's what I
3: said. What I, I was thinking Red China or something. It was awful
1: made me think of Hitler seriously yeah, that, me it too. it was a little bit freaky yeah
2: but that's a good parallel to make in the way that he was trying to completely control all aspects of the ministry
4: right and the newspapers
2: right because no, I mean, you can't public dissent can crush a, a dictator just as quick as uh, a political opposition
3: i thought it was a nice touch considering the political under themes of the movie and the book you know, it's it's there's a lot of similar similar things about you know the Holocaust and in, in in this book. Right. But I really, what did y'all think of Arthur's verse? I don't. When Arthur didn't go in with Harry, like I don't know, but Arthur seemed a little bit creepy to me, like a little past humorous. <laughs> really? I don't know. I don't know. Like he just seemed like strange. When he was about to go in and let Harry go in, I can't go with I had you. I was impressed
4: I'm not allowed in, that he was a little embarrassed about the fact that he wasn't allowed in. That was the impression oh, really? I had. Oh,
1: really? Yeah.
3: I don't, he just got real close to him and I, I don't know. I'm a personal space person and so I thought, wow. But <laughs> I don't know. You're the but only, the only men- one. Yeah, I okay. think you're the only one there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: la la la. <laughs>
4: You know what so I was the minute- thinking about when they went in when when Harry actually went in to they didn't have the the shackles you know the the writhing the shackles there waiting to to grab him when he sat in the seat it just kind of looked like a normal wooden folding chair that he sat in
3: yeah that was a little weird that little chair
2: <laughs> yeah I did didn't did get the
3: there?
2: well it was supposed to be very uh, intimidating with a full it's like a throne full trial. <laughs> Yeah. But then to <laughs> so see the, the place Charles half room. empty was, you know, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, this is a full.
1: sport. Yeah.
0: Right.
3: It made oh. me think that
0: the, the empty seats were supposed to be for spectators or something. That's what I thought. No. I
3: thought, yeah, I think, well, I mean, and, and they were, it was rescheduled. And I loved Dumbledore's. I just happened to come three hours early. Happily. Yeah. <laughs> <early. laughs> <laughs> but I loved Amelia Bones.
0: That too. was her, right? Yeah, Is I'm assuming kind of they yeah. never introduced
4: her, but I'm assuming that was her.
0: Oh, perfect casting. Did we see Percy in that scene? No. no. I oh,
3: don't think oh. he was... He didn't show up until, like, the newspaper clipping scenes, I didn't think. And and dragging Cho and, and Harry into the office that one no. time. He didn't actually have lines, I don't think. No, did he never
4: spoke. Like, they never introduced him as as, as Percy, and... They never made any mention at all about his rift with the family. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: that's kind of like for us book readers, because you wouldn't know. He would just be some guy.
3: I have to admit, there were parts of this movie that I felt were only for the book readers, because there's no way that anybody else who hadn't read the books would understand anything.
4: I liked that those were thrown in there,
2: though.
3: Oh, yeah, I'm not complaining. Mm -hmm. They made me happy.
2: Well, if they want to understand it, they can read the books. They not true
3: Seriously? But I know that, like, my husband hasn't read them, and it was like hell trying to t- tell him and make him understand certain what was going on. Like, and he didn't understand how the apparition looked different. Like, why George and Percy were popping everywhere, and then, like, the order were, like, wispy and white and elegant-looking.
2: I, I didn't get the impression that was apparition that they were... I didn't really get what that was.
0: I didn't... It looked like the silver of Patronus's, but I didn't really yeah, understand I what they were doing there. Yeah, I
1: it was is yeah, it- I, No, I think it was supposed to be apparition, but I was just like, why are they... Why is there smoke, and how come they look like they're flying? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are they doing? Is this new? I don't see brooms. They're floating Floating faces?
3: I... Yeah, I, I didn't like that in continuity. I mean, if they were gonna do with the aberration that way, I would have been like cool and like thumbs up towards it, but they did it differently. Like George and Fred literally popped everywhere.
2: I like see, like I said, I did I thought those were two different spells. Because you'll notice when they were smoky and when the uh Death Eaters were smoky as well in the end, they could interact with the, the the solid children i mean they grabbed them while they were wispy things of smoke
3: yeah but, well i thought that they had come down and like became corp corp what's the word corporeal, corporeal. for a minute grabbed them and then whisked them off like it, i really did think it was apparition. i mean what else would it be yeah from the book was, i can't think of anything it would have been
2: i don't think it's necessarily something from the book but they wanted to make no the, i think it was just a special scene, effect yeah they wanted well, to make that so dramatic um, and so cool and make it look like such a real battle that they added that effect to show that wizards wouldn't necessarily just stand and point their wands at each other and that was all they could do. That wizards nice. could take on to it once. They could attack with their staff. They could even take on that kind of dusty, smoky form and fight each other in that form.
3: Well, I think it looked awesome. I just wish that they had kept it. You know, I wish that Fred and George had been white and wispy, and I would have had no complaints whatsoever about it. But they did it perhaps differently. It's be-
0: perhaps it's because Fred and George are so young. I don't know, flamboyant, or you know, they want to come in with a bang. And Elmer's yeah, has something to do with that. Yeah, you're I didn't right. Really
1: like it because I was confused. What are they <laughs> doing? Little- but
3: back to the um, back to the ministry, and Dumbledore saves the day. I thought that Fudge did a really nice job of being, you know, the non-believer, of playing the ignorant old fool in a way. Yeah. Without being, without knowing he was ignorant, you know, but I really, I actually have to say that I appreciated Michael Gamden's Dumbledore performance in that scene. I really liked how, you know, he opens his arms and like he shrugs and his eye twitches and I just thought it was great for him, you know. For him, <laughs> well, I mean, as far as we can cheer on Michael Gambon, because in my heart, no one will ever beat Richard Harris as Dumbledore. But
0: think, I thought um, that scene was it was was good. I'm not sure um, Richard Harris would have been as I don't know because like, can you imagine him doing all the the fighting and everything? I think he, was, he would have been. He seemed old. a lot frailer, didn't he? Yeah,
4: he did. He well, did he seem much cancer. more frail. But
0: yeah,
3: yeah. Well, he yeah. I mean, captured obviously. the
4: spirit of Dumbledore better than I think Michael yeah. Gamden does.
3: Yeah, but wasn't Richard Harris in Gladiator? Isn't know. that right? And he was pretty tough dude in that one, you know. So I, I guess it's easier for me to see it. I, anyway, Michael Gamden is it, and and he, I thought he did a good job in that scene.
2: In the in the court scene.
3: In the court scene, yeah.
2: well, and you know who I thought would look really good in the Ministry. With the coloring the way it was, would be Draco. Mm-hmm. Just with the black and the white hair, it seemed like a very. The Ministry itself was even a little dark.
3: Well, Lucius, he looked awesome Lucius in that is- hallway. Lucius, yeah, yeah. I really like how Draco is dressing up. You know, <laughs> he's like in his like little suit jacket every time.
2: He's GQ. That's that's what good Malfoy money buys.
3: <laughs> and well, you know that you never see Lucius Malfoy. in. In a suit, yeah, in a muggle outfit. I don't know. Oh, when he? Well, I I read it, an
4: article somewhere with um, Jason Isaacs, I believe, is the the actor who plays him, mm-hmm. saying yeah. that they did try to put him in a suit when they first cast him, and he was the one that was no, he would never wear a suit, which is true. So uh, yeah, he
3: helps design his outfit, I believe. Yeah,
4: the, the the staff and the robe and everything, and the long wig. I, he just he gets it.
3: Was his hair longer in Chamber? I thought his hair no. looked different in this film. It looked different to me.
0: I thought he looked different. He looked younger in this film for some reason, but I don't know. Maybe it's just.
3: Yeah, I got that. I don't know.
2: Well, one I of the maybe things maybe
3: was his hair was shorter. I don't know.
2: <laughs> one of the things they did different was in Chamber. They always kept his character in the shadows. To give him a yeah, that dark ill, and they would put like the light across his eyes to give him those dark overtones. And this one, he was more a little suave, sophisticated, charming the minister, the way he talked with Harry in the prophecy room. His character was designed to get more screen time, therefore be more interactive. But I actually, you know, kind of could see the creepier, darker elements, whereas Malfoy's just a Git, uh, Draco's just a Git. His father actually has the "I have money and I'm bad" thing down a lot better. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he does.
3: So sorry to keep us back on. I feel like Mac a little bit on with the off topic. <laughs> but I, I do want us to go through. I really do want us to go through it, just because there's so many things. Unless y'all want to skip around, I'm fine with that too.
1: No, well, that's good. We could. We, 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 no, doing we could so. just keep going. Yeah. Okay. Next
3: well, thing I think was the
4: train station. The nightmare.
2: Right? Yeah, the nightmare. Yeah, GQ, I- Voldemort.
4: <laughs> yeah, again, Voldemort in the suit. What's up with that? It-
3: <laughs> well, it's Harry's That's- imagination. I don't know. I
2: well, in that, that would be his Harry's biggest fear would be to see Voldemort not in the graveyard again, but to see him in some place every day in the Hogwarts train station, which is where he's getting ready to leave the Muggle world and go into the magical world. To see him there, stopping him. Would be an incredibly horrible thought, and what's worse is to see him incorporate himself into a Muggle world or into the world of suits instead of robes, and no one was paying him any attention but Harry. That's a very scary thought for him.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of like what kind of like what the the whole world is doing anyway, like pretending he's not there. Yeah,
4: yeah, that's exactly what what it is. Is is Harry's the only one that sees him at that point because no one else is listening?
3: Yeah, it was very creepy. Yeah, you know, and a lot of you know, I have to say that there are a lot of similarities that the two actors put together. You know, in *Goblet*, they had that tongue thing, Moody and Barty Crouch Jr., and I thought, oh gosh, like that was so obvious. But mm-hmm. in this film, they had like that neck cracking movement, mm-hmm. and I thought it was just so well done because I didn't catch it until near the end that they had both kept doing that. You know. It was almost like Voldemort was in his veins. It was so mm. weird. It's creepy. What did y'all think about Harry like trying to uh, physically injure Draco and Ron holding him back? I liked it.
4: I liked it too. Loved it. Yeah, I wish I wish Ron would have let him get one good smack punch. In, but...
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hermione, Hermione got to do it. do it.
3: She was just like, oh my god. <laughs> 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 so... <laughs> You know though <laughs> she loved had her Ron head.
0: in this movie complaint. I was so Ron was a lot better
3: happy Oh he's 10 times better the progression was of the Ron the sidekick
4: When we get to this, the the scene when they when they get to school I'm jumping ahead sorry Jen I know I am but the the scene it's with good. Seamus. I loved Ron oh, yeah. I was
3: yes
1: there's Ron Yes that was perfect He had a backbone
0: Anybody else to with Harry
1: Yeah
3: seriously Personally, I was really glad that they kept in that Seamus moment, that Seamus was angry at Harry and didn't believe him for a while. Yeah. And
4: I noticed, I'm going to jump one more second here at the end, Jen. Sorry. But no, it's at fine. The, at the end, when they were walking out at the end of the whole movie, they had Ginny walking and chatting with Seamus behind everybody. Yes. So telling me they're going to have it, Ginny and Seamus, not Ginny and Dean in the next movie.
2: But Ginny very quickly left his side and the first... Six you see approaching are Harry, Hermione, Ron, followed quickly by Ginny, Luna, and... Ch- uh, Neville. Uh, ne- Neville. Neville. Neville,
3: yeah, right. <laughs> yes. That was excellent. I don't know. I-, I have to admit how much I liked Dean in this movie. <laughs> and he only really? had, like, one or two lines. He oh, was barely <laughs> <good>.
0: <laughs> What?
3: Why? You know? Why? Yeah, what was Well, so- I just... I don't know, but, like, his acting was, I guess because he's never had a line before. I don't know. Because <laughs> I never hear him. him speak. We got to hear him speak. He was like, my summer was great, but Seamus's was crap. But, I mean, I liked it. So maybe him and Jenny will get together for a little bit. I don't know. Could happen. Back to Luna.
0: Oh, you you know, she was great. Where, oh,
3: wait a minute. Right. Where we were,
4: I got very confused about something. When Harry saw the, the Thestrals and he's like, What is that? And, and yeah. Ron and Hermione obviously couldn't see them. And then Lunar explains what's going on. But Neville was standing there the whole time. And I couldn't figure out why Neville didn't say anything because supposedly Neville's able to see them too. I got really <laughs> hung up on that scene. I think I missed the whole next thing I didn't that happened. Think Neville I kept... saw
3: them. No, he but can see them. Who, does he, who did he know that, that died? His grandfather. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about that.
2: Well, don't forget. And and
3: so he stood there the whole
4: time, you know, while Harry's sort of freaking out. And Luna's like, don't worry, you're just as sane as I am, which would
2: make anybody worry.
4: And And, and I kept wondering why he wouldn't speak
2: up. Yeah, He's got that big pussy cactus in his hands. I would be a little distracted (laughs) by (laughs) what (laughs) it is. It's a
3: membelpus, what was it called? (laughs) Mimbelus
2: mimbotoma.
3: Symbolist, don't y'all love that we just know what it is? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was for the fans, dude. No, um, oh God, Luna, she could not have been casted more perfectly had she been Lana. a fictional character. Herself.
2: Well, Should I'm I gonna, I'm gonna jump in with a little trivia about Luna for the people who don't know it. Um, we see her the first time we see her in that carriage. She's wearing the radish earrings, yeah, and she they were not going to give her character those, and she thought it was so important that she made them herself and insist and wore them to the set, insisting she would wear them.
3: Yeah, I didn't actually realize this, but I, I read an interview, and they actually get to choose some of their own... Like, they give them, like, choices of outfits of, like, the same kinds of outfits, and they get to choose what kind of cardigan and what kind of... Yeah. Which evidently is a sweater. I didn't know what that was. A mm. sweater. And they get to choose sort was- of...
0: With Daniel Radcliffe and he said um, that because he saw Harry becoming sort of like a teacher, he wanted to put Harry in an outfit that was similar to Remus. And yeah, so that's yeah, why yeah. he chose that's why he chose the cardigan for the DA scenes.
2: That's well, I he thought had that was the, really neat. He had the only button down sweater and everyone else, everyone else had the pullover sweater.
3: Right, because he was trying to be more like Remus.
2: Mm-hmm. Without the fuzzy caterpillar.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and the scratch. Thank of- God for that. Yeah, that was great. But Luna, I really liked. It. But you know, they only talked about her one little weirdo thing. The um, what were they called? The nifflers. Nar- N- uh, Nar- Nar- Nargles. Nar- Nargles. 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 That's the only weird thing she ever brought up. Like I kept waiting for more.
2: Well, strength. she was reading the Quibbler upside down.
3: Yes, that was perfect. And then Hermione had the Gravishes. And Luna. Her yes. yes, Hermione was Jenny. Uh, I don't know. Go. She was kissing someone or something.
2: <laughs> I, I've got to jump in about Luna just because I was always kind of annoyed reading Luna in the books because she was kind of spacey and not altogether there. But even though she had that kind of airy tone to her voice in this one, she always seemed to say the exact right thing. Yes. Her advice to Harry was always great when they were alone together with the thestrals when they were alone together after the ministry everything she always said seemed very deep and very simple and after seeing that i would gladly ship myself with her <laughs> <'cause>, <laughs> uh, for those that don't know on on the forums uh, the i barely beginning. early When I got sorted into Ravenclaw first, you know, they're like, you're in a house with Luna, and I made a joke about that wouldn't be such a big deal and ended up writing a little tiny three-page fic about it, and it was a big hit what a good pairing was. I was like, I'd never really seriously do that because I can't stand her. If this was what she's really like, I could stand her, and yeah, I'd I'd, I'd take that.
3: This is exactly how I've always pictured Luna. I think she was just... Yes, yeah, I didn't spot on to me You in didn't Order like her. The Phoenix.
4: I didn't in Order of the Phoenix. I loved her in Half Blood Prince, but I didn't at all in Order of the Phoenix. I just thought oh, wow. she
3: was annoying. I totally related with her. Wow. Well. <laughs> Have you seen it? yeah. <laughs> It's so many levels, I promise.
2: The, the only thing about her character in the movie that I wish they hadn't done was they had her skip everywhere. I loved that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I thought that was more childish than spacey. It, it made her
0: seem like a very, very young.
3: She was adorable. That actress is gorgeous. But anyway, so they get to the the castle, and they, uh, is that that's? I think when Harry goes up to the common room, and everybody, I really liked the common room atmosphere in this movie.
2: Well, the, With the
3: music, the radio before that. What happens what? before that? I can't the the, the feast welcoming where feast, Umbridge. Oh Umbridge. Oh Umbridge, okay. oh, Umbridge. spot on
2: mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, she was cast she wonderfully she's she's nailed it.
1: That woman is evil. God I don't even like talking about her. I know. <laughs> it makes me it makes just it makes, makes me, me tw- angry. Makes me want to hit the keyboard.
3: <laughs> I just love the smiling faces line and everybody is
1: like frowning. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
3: I just speak to them like they're kindergarteners.
2: It's it's funny. Well, she had the the cough down. The hem hem. Yeah. perfectly. And that little
4: giggle with just you know it's like nails down a
3: chalkboard.
1: It's like an evil scientist. It was so perfect.
3: Did y'all notice <laughs> Snape clapping when Hag-, Hag when he knew that Hagrid wasn't going to be there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was an intentional thing of humor, but I about fell on my chair. <laughs> <laughs> but I was surprised I love that Alan I thought you it. Did.
4: I, I, every scene he's in. I just smile. He's so fun.
3: He's awesome. I love when he drags Harry down the stairs. Like uh, I was uh, like
4: when when fantasy. Umbridge is questioning him, and he does the lips not moving while he answers oh, her so yeah. perfectly.
3: Obviously,
4: <laughs> and then he whacks that, her on. That was
3: yes. great. <laughs>
2: that
1: was oh, so I good. wanted to see McGonagall's inspection.
4: Oh, I know. Yeah. That would have yeah, been amazing. You kind of got that with them on the stairs, with them, you know, keep trying to step on a step up to be taller than the other.
3: That was awesome. Though <laughs> so I was a little surprised that Minerva took it so... I wanted Minerva to stand up. I mean, she's a Gryffindor, dude. And she was like, oh, what?
2: Oh. Well, I think she was shocked by the conclusion that umbridge jumped to cuz she says if you don't like the way i'm punching them you're clearly not loyal to the minister of magic and okay. i think she was like and she like immediately stepped down she's like whoa what whoa. you're in superman couldn't have made that jump hold up
4: <laughs> <laughs> awesome and, and you know and i would have I, I been charged. told somebody obviously told about what was going on with harry's hand cuz i assume uh, guys they were arguing about
3: I don't remember the scene in the book where the entire classroom got their hands cut. They didn't. That didn't happen? Okay, I kept going. I don't remember that scene.
2: Several
1: students got
3: detention.
2: Yeah, Harry did it, and then later in the book, I can't remember who got it. I want to say it was was one of the weeds Twins. Was it Dean? It was
1: Dean, yeah. Yeah.
2: Because Harry was was like, just just put some of the stuff on it.
3: Yeah. So I don't. I mean, I really thought it was cruel that she did it to like that little boy, that little first year that Fred know. and George were. Cu- oh God, but but I loved Fred that- and George
4: in that scene.
3: <laughs> that was lovely little scene that we get to see a little flash of how they are as older brothers. I was like, oh. Yeah. Actually, I think they he were nice to
4: but than they ever were to Ron.
3: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but maybe it was Jenny, you know. But we didn't see a lot when they were younger, so they might they might have had a few moments.
2: Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <Thank> you.
3: <laughs> uh, I thought that Fred and George looked a little old. And didn't look. like their hair.
2: <laughs> their seven years.
3: Their hair looked just like Arthur's. Did y'all notice that? That they were like, yes. I, don't, I think they looked very similar. Mm-hmm. They're very tall. <laughs> They're very tall. I can't imagine different actors playing the part, though. But I did think they were old looking.
1: <laughs> I liked but... their hair longer. I thought it looked better. Yeah, I, I agree.
2: So I'm gonna jump in with random trivia that can be cut later when we're editing this. Richard Harris was in Gladiator. I just remember this, <laughs> but he was, he was Marcus Aurelius, and he died in like the first ten minutes. So saying, "Oh, he's in Gladiator," he'd be fit enough to do the final battle scene. No, he played a dying king. Doesn't count. You can't say because he did Gladiator, he could have fought with Voldemort. Doesn't. No, matter.
3: well, I didn't mean obviously that he was like one of the guys like in the ring or something, but mm. he had a pretty good death scene, and he was in it, like, the first 25 minutes. <laughs> Jen, 25. I love Gladiator. I love that movie. He did you a good job in it. Oh, it's wonderful. Anyway.
2: I'm sorry. That's That was bugging me for a while.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the scene where Harry, like, gr- like, yells at Ron when Ron chases him up the stairs to see if he's alright. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought
4: that was I, a good scene. Ron's like, you know, fine, I'll just go Oh here with my thoughts or something he said.
3: It and was such tell, a hurt look.
4: Oh yeah, he was and you and could tell Harry felt bad about it too but he didn't, you know, do anything about it either. Do you know it 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 showed that frustration there very well. I thought that was a good scene.
3: It was a very good scene. And
4: I loved the next scene I think was Harry waking up from a nightmare again and Ron was sitting there. It was I had watching. the impression Ron had been watching over him and I really liked I was like so pleased with Ron in
2: this movie.
3: Oh, I was so pleased with that scene, with him waking up and Ron being awake and watching and worried. Oh, that was perfect.
2: To be fair, we do know that Harry is a talker in his sleep, and Ron probably heard the nightmare and woke up and then was watching Harry.
3: Well, yeah, yeah. And I don't you didn't think have he was the just sitting there. The first one, exactly. <laughs> oh, um, entertainment? No, it wasn't like that. No, no, no. I think he.
4: No, it was. It was concern. It wasn't entertainment. It was
2: well, okay. I, like I I was just trying to point out that just because Jen would watch Harry sleep doesn't mean that. <laughs> she
3: would. Oh God, I'm gonna sound like some perv or something. It's not what I meant at all. Anyway, <laughs> so I think the next I think the next scene is the cl- is the classroom. I don't defense yeah. against the dark arts. Defense against the dark arts class and the- those books for like kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really liked that scene. I thought it was very close to the book. I have no complaints, really. The, the little flying uh, bird, bird being lit on fire thing. I was and a little she's... like, I hate that. I, I thought that was a waste of time, but. Oh, I
2: kind of like
4: that because it was
2: it her. It showed
3: how mean know. she was. Yeah, she's, you <laughs> know, she, she
4: burnt she it to a you know. It was like, all right, this is
3: not the sweet little lady
4: coming into our classroom.
3: Well, I guess I didn't like it because it showed such camaraderie between the Slytherins and Gryffindors. I don't. And I never really saw that in the classroom setting. I don't think it was camaraderie, though. Wasn't the bird attacking the Slytherins?
2: No, the bird just flew past them, and Goyle tried to shoot it out of the air with a paper clip, rubber band kind of thing.
3: I got the impression that they were all trying to hit it to make it stay afloat, and that the Slytherins had just hit it to keep it up
4: longer, too. Oh, Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't. I get the. That it was, it was annoying the Slytherins more than anything, and the Gryffindors like that.
2: Yeah, they were shooting it out of the air. Oh,
4: alright.
1: I like how I they know. all stop laughing when she burns it up. It's she gets just so pink.
3: And,
4: <laughs> and, and I love female. how her pink gets more and more
3: violent as the movie goes. In away. her office? That <laughs> is oh, the, the the the, oh, the cats. cats. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. <laughs> I would have, like,
1: gone and. scared
4: into- me. And like there was and, one and the, while she's carving into Harry's hand and you can hear those little kittens mewling yeah. in the background it was just They look horrible. evil.
0: There was one that just looked really it had a flat face and it was a really uh, evil cat. So I
4: think one of them I think I liked you know when Harry and Hermione went to use the flue and then they showed one of the kittens running out its cat flap I assumed that cat was going to get Umbridge right then and 2 seconds later Umbridge appeared back in the room I it was, I liked it.
2: And also, did you notice when she was preparing to use the Cruciatus curse on him, they started getting louder and louder in their meowing?
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah.
2: As if protesting what she was doing. And I love the putting the picture of Fudge down.
4: Yeah, so Fudge couldn't see. Can you imagine yeah. if she actually did use that curse? Though I can just picture Umbridge as being the person that it would, the power of it, whatever, would completely get carried away with her. I don't think she'd have lifted that curse in time.
2: I do no. just because she's not a killer, but there were. She, I think she just wanted to hurt Harry regardless of what he was doing, and you can tell because as soon as he started to speak, she slapped him.
3: Mm-hmm. She hates oh, children. the slap. The slap. And I, oh, I went, holy crap! Like yeah, I said, I, think it I f- bounced back in my own. <laughs> she slapped
2: him. <laughs> I let a little word slip that sounded like witch, but with a different. <laughs> <trigger>. <laughs> Uh, Except it was kind of loud, maybe like for enough for I don't know, four or five rows in each direction to hear me and start laughing.
3: <laughs> yeah, I I didn't I wasn't expecting that. I was shocked. No, yeah,
4: yeah, I was shocked too. But it was a good shock. It was like, whoa! Was I don't believe she just did that. But I could easily see that that worked well. You know what I mean? It wasn't out of place at all. It
3: was I could see Umbridge doing that, and but it was just it shocked me at the time because I wasn't expecting it. I really liked the Hogsmeade scene. I know we talked a little bit about the goat. <laughs> <laughs> and I know we're skipping around. I think it's okay to skip around now a little because I think it's all a little, it's a lot to remember to go scene by scene. Yeah. And yeah. now at this point. Because it all kind of blends together. <laughs> it's There's a lot of scenes. Um, but I liked they had, I think what you're saying is
4: when they were walking in and Ron and Harry were, we're just teasing each other. I, I, I can't even remember what the joke was, but I know that it was just a friendly scene between the two of them.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't remember what they said either. When they were, I think he said "nice place" or "good." You know, like, he's being sarcastic, and that was wrong.
3: Yeah, I, I thought that Nigel had a, a excellent part in this, although I don't remember his part being so big in in the book. I don't remember there being a Nigel in the book.
1: I think yeah, there's, there's a Nigel.
3: I think he's supposed to be face?
0: Colin. Yeah, I thought
4: he was supposed to be Colin, but how come he's not Colin? How come he's Nigel?
0: I think he's he's an OC. (laughs) The actor who played Colin.
3: (laughs) Nigel, the OC character, did excellent. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Sorry, that's really funny to me.
3: (laughs) Oh, but I really liked Nigel. I, I don't... I loved his he's really back isn't he and Harry's you know nod I just love that scene and yeah, Hermione it was a good was, scene.
0: was that um supposed to be Zachariah Smith who was there and he said it's something The doubtful one that's what yeah. I assumed it was. they never introduced him but I, that's why The lost
3: Yeah, I thought yeah the long-haired dude no the one who was very that's doubtful it. you believe it just because he says I so I didn't oh, right.
0: write about Oh him, right
3: or. yeah and Ron like got all like, he said some, he said something, and I remember thinking, that's not a phrase that we use in America, and I didn't know what it meant. But, I I mean, I assumed it meant negative something. I don't remember what he said. Okay. I, I don't, don't know. Anyway.
4: I know I liked all the moments whenever Cho was mentioned, the glares Ginny was
0: giving her behind her back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Back. <laughs> and they walking on the bridge. I loved I love
1: that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Walking on the bridge back. Oh, Jenny, she looks like she's going to kill the back of Hermione's head. Yeah. <laughs> bringing it up.
4: Yeah. If she if she could have had, you know, ray vision coming out of her eyes, Hermione's hair would have been melting off the back of her head.
3: I was glad <laughs> that they kept Jenny's presence in throughout this film. Yeah. Although I wish well, that they'd given her a few more lines. I mean, yeah, I didn't really understand her, like, great reducto spell, but no, it was good. That was
2: important. I think that's I foreshadowing. Think
3: yeah, I think for, that shows, the, the power so that's shows coming She's from
4: powerful. Her. But I, I wish, I, I mean, I loved Luna. I absolutely loved her, but she's a new character. I kind of wish they would have given Ginny something to say. She's been there all along. You know, give her a line.
2: Yeah. She said, Hi, I, Mom.
3: <laughs> we're seeing more and more of oh. her. Even in the video game, they gave Ginny more lines than in the movie. <laughs> in the video game. <laughs> I didn't know Jenny was in the video game. She <laughs> what She is.
1: Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, hey, I like how you were just... all forceful about that. She is. She is. <laughs> I'm oh, telling you.
3: No, I, I, you know, but the foreshadowing thing, I, I can't help but think that this is seven books and Jenny is the seventh daughter and she's really. Like, I just can't. There's so many things that I think she's going to be really important in the seventh book.
2: And but, I will throw in, you know, the guy's two sons She's getting cuter.
1: <laughs> yeah, she is. She's. I mean, right now, like
2: Hermione is still the best looking. Luna's... She
3: is gorgeous. I, Hermione her. is getting beautiful. Holy crap.
2: And, but Ginny's really growing into, you know, cute little redhead. I, I, I can see the Harry and her having good looking kids. <laughs> well, there was a few
3: times that Harry looked at her. Did y'all notice... And with, yeah. like, and no, after the one receptor.
4: at the end when he said, I have something to fight for or something, and he looked directly at her, and I was like, yes. Well, <laughs> you
1: know,
2: here's, here's my question. When the mo- when Goblet of Fire, the movie, was out, was Half Blood Prince out yet? Um,
1: uh, yes, it had yeah, been about, I about came
2: out four months. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. Okay,
2: well, I was just going to say, because, you know, now Bonnie Wright, the girl who plays Ginny, is like, I'm so glad this movie's over, because then the next time I get some lip action.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, and seriously, they- as an actress,
2: imagine her reading Half-Blood Prince as an actress saying, well, I know I'm going to be playing Ginny in the next couple of films. They'll have me back. Uh, good story, good story. Oh, I hook up with Harry. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Did you see um did you see the coverage from the premiere of Daniel Radcliffe? and someone interviewed him and said, um, "How do you feel about uh, the Harry Ginny stuff in the next film?" and he was like, "Oh, I'm really looking forward to it. Bonnie looks great tonight," and so it seems like they're going to be.
3: Doing, doing <laughs> well, I guess at this there. point they can't say anything negative because it's going to happen. <laughs> I yeah. mean, they
1: they can't look at it negatively. <laughs> I don't really, I really don't want to kiss her. Can we just not do that? <laughs> <laughs> just cut that scene out. It's all right. No,
3: they can't. That's like the scene of that book for me. Seriously. Poor, poor,
2: poor Daniel is sitting there going, sudden- How come I couldn't hook up with Hermione? Why on earth am I getting there?
3: <laughs> there are still Harry Hermione shippers. I'm telling you.
2: Uh, right. And I'm not touching that in an order of the Phoenix <laughs> podcast because I, I think some people still like to listen to me. So, but.
3: Well, on on one more off topic, I I watched the Harry, the trio unscripted thing, and I don't know if y'all have seen that or heard that, but they're talking about if Ron and her, if Emma and Rupert actually think that they're going to get together, and they both agreed that yes, yes, and Rupert made a comment about, well, uh, we might, you know, one of us might die first. And Emma's response was, "You would rather die than kiss me." (laughs) And he was kind of like, "Well, yeah," (laughs) because they said it would just be so awkward. But I thought it was hysterical about falling. That made all
2: your that made all of your Ron Harry shippers happy.
3: Yeah, well, I'm I'm pretty sure. They're going to get together, but you know, I was a little disappointed with the amount of Ron and Hermione flirting in this movie. Like, I felt that there was a level of comfort, comfortableness between the two of them, and obviously, it felt to me like it was Ron and Hermione and Terry in a lot of scenes. If that makes sense, you yeah, know, Ron I love
4: and- the Ron Hermione. I don't, I don't even want to call them undertones because there was just a lot of basic, outright flirting going on there. But I loved it.
3: Well, they made the one scene, the one little small dialogue in reference to them sort of being prefects. Did y'all catch that? No. 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 They. The, it was about uh, her, Ron ne- wanted Hermione to make the announcement in the common room. And she said, all right, I will just this once. And he goes, um, you're my favorite person in the whole world or something. And And if I'm ever mean to you. And she goes, well, then I'll know you've gone back to normal.
2: Oh, I thought he was asking her to write I a thought, paper.
3: Yeah, he was. She was going to write well, the first asking, paragraph. She was of just going to write an
2: introduction.
3: Really? Yeah. Oh no! I really thought that it was about an announcement. Really not? No. No, I got the homework. No. It was homework, I think. Oh, now I'm totally yeah.
0: depressed. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, but okay. That's, no. a, that's another one that's okay. I
4: mean, we the 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 book readers, we know they're the prefects, but right. the right. envy it didn't. You know, it didn't affect the story at all. It didn't matter. that It's not something everyone has to know, but, but everyone, you know, that reads the books knows it.
3: I just really wanted that line that with Dumbledore. That, you know? I just really I just wanted said, that line with Dumbledore. You know, I just didn't. I just. What was it that he says about, like, the, the the biggest punch to me at the end of that chapter was, I just didn't think. I thought you had enough going on or or something to make you prefect.
4: Enough to be going on with.
3: Yeah. And I I just thought that was the last, like, moment in that chapter.
2: To get us slightly back on topic. (laughs) 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 In terms of Ron Hermione moments and the flirting undertones, the one that really stuck out at me was when they were talking just after the kiss, the Harry Cho kiss. (sighs) And Hermione laughs at something. She she makes the comment about Ron having the emotional maturity of a teaspoon. And then he kind of giggles... And she just kind of unhinges a little bit and starts laughing a lot at her own joke like it's the cleverest thing she's ever heard. <laughs>
1: <I> <laughs> a little think nervous that was an laugh. I love that
4: scene. Yeah, I it, was it, was that, it was that
2: goofy girl guy, you know, thinking it's a little funnier than it really should have been. And Harry's just kind of like, uh, they're good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I loved, loved this scene. I loved how Hermione says... I'm sure Harry's an adequate kisser or whatever. And <laughs> Harry just, like, nods at Ron, like, yeah. See? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was so I,
4: natural. It was one of the best natural scenes among the trio that I've seen. I thought they did a great job with it. Well,
3: it it oh, was. Yeah. A behind-the-scenes trivia fact is that that actually was them goofing off and laughing at Harry having to kiss Cho. I mean, Dan having to kiss um, Katie. And they just kept the cameras rolling. And that's actually Hermione getting giggly and tickled because they're talking about the kiss.
1: Yeah. They kept it, was, it in. And then the but other one. When I saw run, that, I was like, outtake.
2: Well, I'm glad they kept the line of, you know, so how was it? Wet.
1: Wet. <laughs> <laughs> that
3: whole bit of dialogue is almost directly from the book. I was yeah. thrilled. Well, because it was such a
4: perfect dialogue. I mean, there was yes. no need to change that.
3: It was so good. I'm so happy. I'm so, so happy with that scene. And the other bit of Ron Hermione-ness
4: that I loved was, was when Grop picked up Hermione. And, and
3: he mm-hmm. didn't know <laughs> a stick and it I his And oh, Harry God. looked Love at him. Did y'all see how Harry looked there? He, like, rolled his eyes. <laughs> like, Ron that's such an idiot. <laughs> but but Grop reminded me of the, the green
4: giant on the vegetable cake. <laughs> Oh, I loved Grop. I thought he oh, was, you know so what? I cute. Like Gropp in the book. I, I couldn't, I was like I in the book, stupid. I couldn't stand that whole storyline in the book, but movie Grop, I loved movie Grop.
0: Yes. What I loved it. I hate
3: what it he gave Gropp. to Hermione? Like that, the, he, the, like the a bicycle, bicycle, oh,
1: bicycle handle, handle with a dinger. Bell.
0: It was
4: <laughs>
1: so cute. <laughs> it was, like, <laughs> it was Grop was so cute. I wanted to like give him a hug. Well, Hermione's expression of Grop,
3: like she was immediately infatuated in love. It was oh, it was so sweet. Grop and tear down, down. down.
1: I like her little like finger pointing at him. Yes. <laughs> now, now, and I like
3: that she paused. Like that was so funny. It
4: was. It was. It was a great then scene.
2: Her, her offline at the end just takes a firm hand. Is all. <laughs> she like, like she knew clothes. exactly what she was doing mm-hmm. yeah. she gets picked, like, picked up by a
3: giant every day well did y'all catch Ron's are you alright
2: <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> I was like oh Ron and Hermione I don't
2: okay know. <laughs> so moving moving us on because we, we need to move on um, Harry as defense against the dark arts teacher discuss
1: I don't know I don't know it, I liked the, those scenes.
3: Okay, here's my complaint. Uh-oh. The Patronus spell. I hated it, I think. I mean, it looked kind of cutesy and okay, but at the, the, like the best part of Prisoner of Azkaban movie for me was at the very end where he's standing on that rock and he screams, Expecto Patronum, you know, and they're, you know, and they're like whispering, Expecto Patronum. And I just thought, well, Well, Harry
4: was there fighting a hundred dementors and this
2: is just, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, this is, there aren't a hundred dementors. They're two years older than he was. Most of them, they're not faced down with something that's making them relive their worst moments. And they have a little bit more confidence because of all the other things they've been able to do under Harry's tutelage.
3: Well, why did group? Why did Remus Lupin make Harry practice with a Dementor, Bogart? And Harry and they could all conjure it without looking at or seeing one.
0: Because Harry, um, well, they did in the book. Was too. affected by him.
2: Yeah, Harry would they have been
0: affected by the Dementors, so that's true.
2: See, I they just, wouldn't have fainted with a Dementor. Harry would have fainted with a Dementor. So they in the
0: book. Is there a Bogart
3: Dementor in the practice room? No, 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 they, in the, in the book,
4: this is how they d- did it in the book, too. He just had them practicing and, and a few of them got it. I think we only learned about Hermione's and Cho's patronesses in the book, but since then, um, I thought J-
3: I remembered Ron, Ron's being a Cocker Spaniel.
2: No, Jack Russell
4: no is what Jack Russell. JKR said that's in that Emerson I mean, yeah. and Melissa interview.
3: Yeah. Okay, sorry, sorry.
2: And, um, giving, uh, Luna, a bunny.
3: I thought it was hair. Cute.
0: Hair, isn't nice. it? I liked it
3: a lot, yeah. Yeah, hair. I'm
2: sorry, a hair, not a bunny. What was I thinking? Crazy. What's a hair? A it <laughs> like
3: grows tongue. out
2: your skin. It's.
3: <laughs> 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 yeah. And now girl, I had girl. heard that cheese
4: was a phoenix, but it looked much more like a horse to me. I know. And sorry. I took my son to see it yesterday, and he said he thought it was a unicorn.
3: I was quite disappointed. disappointed. I wanted a phoenix.
1: Me too. I have a
3: horse. Well, was it your fake where Jenny's Patronus is Harry? Was it the power of emotion? Yeah, power of emotion. <laughs> oh, God. The, like to, to this day, I thought that was canon. <laughs> 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 Sorry. That was
2: so creepy, and it totally would have just ruined her feelings.
3: <laughs> oh, no, it's the, not creepy. That... It's so cute. It's like your happy thought. I, I
4: don't know. Well, it wasn't, it was more at that point. A patroness, you know, Harry had the stag because that was his, his father, his connection. You know, the patroness is something that defends you against the worst memories of your life. And for Ginny, I assume the worst memories of her was in the chamber. And Harry oh, was her, her hero that then.
2: That makes perfect sense. I'm just saying in the uh, the Dumbledore's army classes, if all of a sudden a Patronus Harry, but Harry would
4: turned <laughs> around and been like, "Poor Jenny, can you imagine the embarrassment?"
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: that would have been awesome.
2: Uh, class class <laughs> dismissed. <laughs> Jenny, can you uh, stay behind? We uh, we we need to we talk. we need to talk. <laughs> it's mistletoe. It's almost like Hogwarts wants us to kiss. Oh wait, wrong story. Oh,
3: I, before <laughs> I love how like he just dismisses the twins. Uh, guys, can we talk about that later? <laughs> yeah.
1: And they like, I like they did Ginny was hanging back too like looking yeah, over her she shoulder
3: the
4: door for a long time.
3: Yeah. I like that Harry Herm- I mean Hermione and Ron like were laughing at Harry. Like yeah, in they- a in a joking fun way, not like <laughs> I don't know.
2: Well, I don't okay, know. I ha- I have to say this because Jules commented this on the forum and I know she'd want to be brought up. Harry as a teacher does a magnificent job. I mean, just really the way he pays attention to everyone, he's patient with them, he shows them proper movements, corrects their wand form. I mean, I can really see this as a possible future for Harry. Mm-hmm. I mean, he even gets Neville to properly disarm someone, and Julie was on the forums, was so excited when that happened. I mean, if you can teach Neville, you got to be doing good.
3: Right. Well, I didn't think he was a bad teacher. I mean, by any means.
2: I love
0: in a couple of places he came off a bit patronizing. I don't know. He was Maybe good. Was just me. As a
4: teacher. I don't think it's some. I don't think he get great enjoyment out of life out of it. I mean, that's just my opinion, but I don't think. Yeah. That that would fulfill him. I don't him. see
0: him being
3: Remus Lupin.
4: No, I think he, being in the castle with with kids all day that just doesn't. I don't know. I don't see that as being Harry's future.
3: I liked. I, think I have get to annoyed. It. Annoyed. Yeah. I think that he would always have something he has to get done more. Like his focus would never be on teaching. It would it would always be elsewhere. And I think to be a teacher, your focus has to be the kids learning to be a good teacher. So I so I don't know. But <laughs> evidently no one agrees. So um no, I agree I don't
4: I don't, <laughs> I don't see Harry you know I I know a lot of people feel that way and I do think he did a great job with the DA. It's just you know, obviously, it's opinion. We're all going to find out in a week.
3: I liked the scene where Nigel, where Harry is basically says, "Okay, stun me, Nigel," and it like knocks Nigel back across the room like an axe firing of a of a rifle or something. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel it knocks amazing. Harry down too, though. Yeah, well, yeah. I it really like backfires uh, the OC character Nigel. I like. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm okay. I liked when um, <laughs> Ron's
4: little. Patronus, there was running around the room and not devil over.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I porn. out of. That.
2: <laughs> oh, and and Ron and Hermione uh, dueling. Yes, and Ron's like, I'll on you, and she just rolls her eyes, and he completely. Well, I think gets everyone in
4: the the whole movie theater was rolling their eyes whenever he said
2: that.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, and I and don't then think. The no best part either. was going
2: over the guys and was like. You know, it was the right... It, what did he say? Sound like it was the gentlemanly thing to do. It
3: was the gentlemanly <laughs> yeah. to his
4: brothers. And Fred and like, friend George was, are taking bets. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: I don't know which is which, but one of them was totally agreeing. The one that won was like, yeah, Ron, yeah. And the other one was just pouting. <laughs> but no, I loved that. I don't know how I liked about... I thought that uh, Umbridge blowing... a. Hole in the wall of Hogwarts. I'm assuming that happened in the book. I can't mm-hmm. remember. No, it didn't. Did it not? See, this is so terrible. All these scenes that I was like, maybe it was there, and I just missed it. The whole DA
4: didn't get ca- caught in that. Um, Dobby came to warn them that that she was yeah. on her way up there, and Harry was sending everyone back, and he was the last one because he waited, you know, to get everyone else out, and he was the only one that got caught in the book.
3: Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I didn't like her blowing up Hogwarts. I was very upset about that. Actually, and why did the room little. let her in and let her do it?
1: Yeah, I like, did the room should have like given them another door, like they had done with Filch. Well, yeah, one, one other time, Filch, I remember, Filch, and it was just a
4: broom cupboard. It, the room wasn't there. You know, he, she couldn't get in. But yeah, but the difference
2: know. is that time she knew exactly what was going on in there because Cho had the Veritas serum, and yeah, because she so knew where she needed it was, the room. And when they now, knew, she knew it was in there. She could get into it.
3: Well, she was also headmaster at the time, so I'm sure that the Hogwarts has rules about certain things like that. No, she wasn't, because that's what got Dumbledore kicked out. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Never mind. I
4: have a question about the Veritaserum, though. Yeah. Did Snape really give it to him? Yeah. Because I oh, had the impression—I had the impression in the book that she had asked for it when it was Harry she was giving it to. And he pretended to give it to her that he didn't really do it. That's the impression I had from the book. You're right. Yeah, but I think books, he really did in right. the
0: movie. Exactly. Well, they were doesn't interrogating he say, all the students. Doesn't he say when Umbridge wants to give it to Harry, he says something like, um you, yeah, you used, used it, used it oh, all cool. on his <laughs> Chang." But yeah. he says a
4: similar line in the book that I don't have any, you, you used the last time you questioned Harry. You know, it was the same line, just
3: Harry not Cho. Right. Only, yeah. Well, Cho is they 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 left out Cho's friend Marietta. Right.
4: Yeah. But I just so, found it very interesting. It's week. like, wait a minute. That did did you saying Snape really did give him real Verita serum this time in the movie? I thought that was. I don't know. I found that an interesting.
2: Yeah, and that's how that's how she knew where it was because Cho was forced to tell. The problem with that storyline is that would have cleared Cho's name, which is the reason Cho and Harry weren't speaking. Which meant there was a possibility of them getting back together because it was all a big mistake.
1: All right. Yes, As opposed to that-
2: the book where Harry was mad because Cho was sticking up for Marietta, even though Marietta was clearly a snitch.
1: Yeah. She didn't and, she didn't pick
2: Harry. Right. So I mean that was clearly Cho's decision and that was caused the rift. This was not Cho's decision. It, she was force fed Veritaserum or tricked into drinking it. So they potentially could have a future together. Um well
3: you know she'll even give him if I were her, I wouldn't give him the time of day for not even listening to me. Yeah, it wouldn't listen. wasn't, but so it it wasn't it that way. You know, in the book
4: I had the impression Snape didn't really do it. And that was one of the ones that maybe Snape is on the good side. He's not really giving this true serum to students. So well, then I thought in the book yeah. are they really giving it to him or maybe maybe they're not. Maybe they just were told that it was Verita's serum and there wasn't and show really did you know, think she was having it on her own. Tell what, did,
3: what did y'all think? I know that I watched this movie and desperately tried to pick up on if Snape was good or evil. And there was nothing. I couldn't I find think, anything.
0: I don't think he was in it enough to be able to see. He didn't have very many scenes, did he, really?
3: No, not nearly but enough I mean, that he should have.
0: To me, <laughs> even
3: even in his teaching Harry Legitimans scene, that I that I really thought that it would come across that he wasn't really trying to get it to get Harry to learn, but it but it seemed like he was honestly trying until Harry used Protego on him or whatever. You know what Don't I mean? You,
2: all two times.
3: Well, do you? I really, I mean, if I was expecting to see something evil, yeah, just to prove that he might be evil in the seventh book, but I I couldn't make any decision. No, I think that's
4: Warner Brothers hedging their bets.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we Is keep it? hearing rumors that Alan Rickman knows and so I keep thinking he's going to play the part one way or the other. Alan no. Rickman
4: knows if, about Snape, really?
3: I believe no. so, yes. I believe that he knows what in the no, in the I end. No one knows. Him. No, he does. If you read any interview, everyone says Alan Rickman knows. Because Joe, Joe talked to him only because the character, of the, the direction of the character. He's but he's been like sworn to secrecy and stuff. He's like the only one that knows anything. But he does know. I'm pretty positive. Really?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, okay.
2: it doesn't matter, because Snake is a slimy git, and that's all there is to it. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> uh, so, so what... what...
2: <laughs> oh, the fireworks. The exiting of the Weasley twins.
4: And the dragon oh. that eats umbrids. <laughs> oh. That reminded me I of... I um, loved that.
0: I, just, old... I said to my sister... Um Lord of the Rings, because it just reminded me of the dragon out of Lord of the Rings.
4: Yeah, that yeah. Bit. The whole theater where I was, everybody cheered when all of the um, Umbridge's uh, proclamations. proclamations, what are they called, when they all fell down off the wall.
2: Uh, the dragon looked a little cartoony to me.
1: I, I don't know well, if it was know. a firework.
2: <laughs> well, I know, but I got the impression from the book that it it was kind of like a real dragon-looking just made out of fireworks, it was really kind of scary more than amusing. And this one was kind of like a cartoony, you know, big eyes and big old teeth and, you know, <laughs> grandma What? I, yeah.
3: I have to admit that I, I wasn't as pleased with the movie version of the scene th- as I was in the book. I remember when I got there in the book, I was literally laughing ridiculously so because I was so pleased. And it may just be because I knew it was coming. I don't know, but it didn't I think the movie set such a dark tone that it was hard for me to feel that extreme enthusiasm for what was going on, especially with, with with them leaving and Harry fainting in the courtyard, which I thought was excellent. But I don't know for me. I I was a little disappointed with the the little fireworks and the people's faces. I don't, I don't mean to be negative about it. I mean, it was a good scene. I just, it, it just didn't hit me the way I really wanted it to.
1: We didn't get a swamp. Yeah, there was no swamp.
2: Uh, we didn't get a swamp. We didn't get a salute. We didn't get McGonagall saying to Peeves, no, unscrew it the other way. <laughs> I know. We, I mean, we didn't get those all those little things. But considering that they had to take that good, you know, 40 pages of Umbridge's can't handle the school now that Dumbledore's gone, I thought they really kind of tied it off very nicely, enjoyably, and entertainably before going into a very dark scene of Sirius awaiting execution and being Cruciatus cursed right there in the ministry, I mean it was a very transi- great transition, I thought, from very funny, laughing, cheering to here we're getting ready to start the last chapter of the movie. All
3: right. Well, on an yeah, emotional too. On an emotional level, I thought it was so fantastic how visually Harry is in the middle of all these people, and yet he's the only one. He feels so alone. I mean, it's just another, it's kind of like you can be in the middle of a a crowd of people and and feel more lonely than you ever felt in your life. Like, that's the kind of, like, he alone is dealing with all this stuff, and Voldemort is messing with him, and I just really like the slow motion and how he falls and how... I kind of wish they had shot to Ron noticing as well. Yeah, I that wish was, that
4: too. It's like, all right, Hermione, I, noticed. I it, liked huh? it.
3: I really I really liked that scene a lot. Even though it wasn't in the book, I really liked that, how they did it in the movie.
1: Yeah, it was good. I like how when they keep flashing to Hermione, she looks more and more concerned. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. a very Lord
4: of the Rings moment for me. I loved it. And I loved um, the little actor who's Flitwick
2: with the given the
1: asses. Right,
2: cheers. Okay, <laughs> now, here's my question about Flitwick. He's the charms professor, and we see him teaching charms in the earlier movies, but in this, when he's being evaluated by Umbridge, it's while he's teaching the choir.
1: Yeah, there's no Hogwarts mm-hmm. choir. It's because of From Prisoner of Azkaban when he's yeah. directing the choir in the beginning. No, I, I, I get the admit, reference. but that just... I really
3: liked the continuities between the Prisoner of Azkaban movie and this movie. There were several. I don't know if y'all noticed. Like at Hagrid's house, the window was broken still from where Hermione had thrown the pebble in.
2: Nope. Different window. So,
1: no. I think it was the same. She didn't break,
2: no, break a window. Because the window was...
3: was
1: open. Was it open? No. Don't yeah. destroy another. She broke really? A oh, well. In Prisoner of Azkaban, the window was open. Yeah. Never and mind. And the window that been-
2: was <laughs> broken in this was the window over his bed. The window the rock was thrown in was while they were in the living room slash kitchen.
3: I'm just going to make up my reviews as I go
2: along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, Jen, have you read any of the books or seen the movies <laughs> yet?
3: <laughs> oh, that's mean. Yeah, <laughs> I just envision a little too deeply.
2: <laughs> Although I did like how Umbr- they portrayed her dislike of the half-breeds very well and the way that she talked to Hagrid react to the centaurs and even the way that she measured flitwick yeah oh my gosh like i was like wow you're really rude
1: (laughs) when she measured (laughs) Flitwick, i I I wanted to like smack her hand away (laughs) i thought what a brave job the actor i mean that's kind of
3: (laughs) horrible (laughs) (laughs) to do that to someone who's short
2: well it was a magical (laughs) tape so that was probably cg cg'd in there
3: Still, though, I'm sure they had to get his, like, permission that he wouldn't, like, get angry or something. Anyway, I thought that Um, was just terrible.
2: What about the reaction between um, Sybil getting fired and McGonagall rushing to her side and that scene?
3: I liked it. I hate, hate Umbridge.
1: I I like Dumbledore.
4: That's why I like it. In the book, I had the impression that, that Dumbledore was very in control of that scene, you know, when he came in and he immediately had Firenze there to be the new replacement. And the way they cut that all out, but they also, to me, it seemed much more like even after Dolores was still the one very much in charge, she's like, well, for now.
3: Yeah, I agree. And he seemed very uncomfortable. Like, but that's Michael Gamden a little. So
1: yeah, Yeah, I didn't like how he told the the students to go away. Yeah. Don't you ask Johnny. Yeah. Like the way (laughs) he said that, Dumbledore would never do that. Yeah. Is that when he's, he's a little sort of mean
0: run away from Harry? Is that? that
1: yeah, part? that's when yeah. he starts running. I t- I <laughs> totally don't like like whole, that whole sequence. Well,
3: and I just don't understand the students not parting. Like obviously everybody can hear Harry screaming, "Professor Dumbledore!" Yeah. And like everybody's just like, "Yeah, let's block him." <laughs> I would have been polite and moved. Okay, so what happened after that? What's a good
0: after well, Harry, Harry fainted? Oh, Harry fainted. After after
3: fainted. Yeah.
4: They go and like, they go to the flu to to try yeah. to call
3: I, actually oh, I, would,
4: I didn't get if they were going to call Sirius or Harry was going to flew right to the ministry from that point actually
3: It looked like oh my gosh we didn't talk about the new fire calling
1: Oh seriously. Okay.
3: I loved the change Yes yeah, it was, it was much exactly better than- how I envisioned
1: it in the book Yeah it it was a uh, it made like, me maybe me happy Yeah cuz I, I hated the goblet was <laughs>
2: Well, freak- I, I didn't like the way they did it with the ashes, the molten head speaking. <laughs> that was But so at the same try- time, yeah. this just seemed like Sirius's head projected on flames. Whereas whenever I read it, I actually envisioned like a headless head kind of floating atop the flame. A headless head? <laughs> oh, yeah, like- <laughs> just like a head with flames <laughs> surrounding it, the way they described it.
3: This is actually how I envisioned it, I think. Or a bodiless
2: head, a bodiless head. I just well, now thought why you were all laughing.
3: This is the <laughs> type of thing that I don't think no matter what
4: they did, it would ever please everybody. Cause just the list of us right here, we all have a different thing that we envisioned in our heads.
1: Yes, but I think we all agree that we hated it's so God so much but better fire. than before. Yeah, well, it's so much better than before. It was better.
2: The solution's easy. You're all wrong. I'm right.
1: Oh, <laughs> just let yourself keep thinking oh, that. Okay, this is, this is what Bull said from the forum. At least you could tell that he was talking to Sirius instead of a hunk of molten lava. <laughs> yeah. Well, That's- like the Sirius
3: and Goblet of Fire, like
1: he kept making those sizzling noises like his face
3: was being burned off. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's like, is that really painful? Is his face actually like, in the fire? I imagine I imagined it's sort of like, do you know those things with nails that you can like put your hand in? Like it's the whole box of and it like makes the, the shape of whatever you put in the, the thing oh, of nail. Yeah. Yeah. Like I kept imagining like that's how it was with the, with the coals. And like they stuck their face like in the coals and it made that <laughs> imprint. And I kept thinking, oh, that must hurt and be painful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I always, I always got, like pictured him like shoving his face in the fire. <laughs> I was, like, no, no wonder. I don't know it's, if like, popping through the other side. <laughs>
3: Well, I don't know if y'all read a year like none other yet, but it's our next fake. But in it, Harry has to like get in the fire and like he's so afraid he's going to burn up and like I just kept thinking of the goblet of fire thing, so it just cracked me up. Anyway,
2: the only part about that little fire scene I didn't like was Sirius's very last line of it looks like you're all you're on your own on this one. Yeah. And I'm like for someone who's already feeling kind of isolated, telling them you're on your own probably not the best <laughs> Godfatherly words of advice. know good I
3: know. job. Stephen. But
4: that's so serious for you too. I know. Though. he's he not
3: a good godfather.
4: He, he's not um, he's Not what Harry needs. I love serious. I adore serious. But he, he's just not everything Harry needs. He's he's stuck.
0: He's stuck at eighteen himself. Mm-hmm. He's he's supposed to be reckless, and that maybe that was to show that because we never really got a sense of that in the rest of the film. I don't.
3: Well, and yeah. I, I really, really, liked how I, I really picked up that sev- that Sirius never thought of Harry really as his godson, but as a substitute James.
1: And, and uh, I did
2: uh, There's, there's one sp- very specific reference that I think you're thinking of, which I want to get to later. You, when you guys all know calls what
1: I'm him
2: about. When James. Well, yeah.
3: yeah, I mean, but that's not the specific reference. Um, I mean, through the whole. That's the that's the the idea that I got through the book even. That yeah, even. He would-
4: they had a line. I think it was back at Grandma's place. Molly yelled at him once. He's not James.
3: Yeah, that's yeah, that's the reference. I'm trying to. So I don't. And I think that's partly why Sirius was never. I mean, Sirius obviously has tons of issues. Why he would never be a good Godfather, you know, spending ten years. Or twelve years in Azkaban would would definitely be a big part, but the, but that he he lost his best friend at such a young age, like his family. I mean, he admits to going and living with the Potters at age sixteen, and I don't know. I, I never really saw him as seeing Harry as his godson or as his, as a parental figure to Harry, as more as oh, I get a piece of my best friend and family back. So I just thought that was really captured well in the in the movie. But, but, maybe no one else caught that, but I did, but maybe it was because I was looking for it, so i don't know
4: yeah i i I wouldn't go so far as saying i don't think Sirius makes a good godfather because I, I I think he does, but as a parental figure he's not he, he's not a parent, he, he's not mature enough to be a parent
2: himself just go ahead and say it he 's not the brightest crown in the box.
3: He he is. I've always seen Sirius as extremely intelligent. Just he's emotionally screwed up. I mean, he's got a lot of baggage. He's he's got a lot of issues himself.
2: Well, yeah, I was just. Then
3: who in this series doesn't really? Yeah, (laughs) it's it's the underlying theme. (laughs) But um, okay. Well, let's keep going. Honestly, uh, what's after that? Where were we last? I can't even think. We were Uh, going to
1: the ministry. Yeah.
3: Go into the ministry. Yeah, the room. Pathestrals.
4: the Pathestrals
3: writing Luna cracked me up at how calm she seemed.
1: We're flying. Well, we fly, of course.
3: But I, I was sad that they didn't show Ron and Hermione being like totally weirded out by them. Yeah, that I would have liked flying. something
4: about them flying on something invisible.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But I think they were trying, again, to keep the tone dark. So, yeah, but I would have liked it anyway. Down the
4: time and get there.
3: I loved the look of the Hall of Prophecies. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was really fascinating.
2: Well, and you, you know, this was the first time that it was shot completely in CG. Green,
3: yeah, it was complete green screen. Yeah, so,
2: everything with the actors.
0: I thought they did an impressive impressive job. Mm-hmm. The Death Eaters that turn up there, I thought they are really, really creepy looking when they come into there and they're approaching yeah, them. From, from all different angles.
3: Yeah, yeah oh. I, have
0: to,
3: I have to say that the, the, in the, in Goblet of Fire, I thought the Death Eaters resembled the KKK more as. Yeah. <laughs> and to be, and it did to me. And in this movie, I felt like the Death Eaters resembled something out of a nightmare. Well, and I in, really liked it.
2: In Goblet the of Master. Fire, they're kind of portrayed that way because they have the, the pointy hoods on their robes and everything. And they're marching like around with the flame. Right. Yeah. But in this one, they're more the... Unseen, yeah, boogeyman, kind of creepy elements. And there's one person that we haven't talked about what we thought of them as a character, and that is Bellatrix Lestrange.
1: I love her. Love
2: she's Perfect. Helena Bowen Carter.
3: I so hope we get
4: more
2: of her just because
4: I want to see her more in book seven. Oh, my
1: gosh. Me in the theater. I was freaking out in the theater when she came on. I was, like, squealing and clapping, and people were like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> You're still her. I, this is scary.
2: <laughs> I knew just because it was Helena Carter playing her that she was going to be brilliant of because course, she yeah. tends to do those darker characters very well.
3: Well, and she's gorgeous. Yeah. She did. Well,
4: she, I thought she was fabulous. Teeth kind of threw
2: it off for me. I,
4: I read an interview with her. It was, she was very funny where they said at first they had wanted her to wear a sack and she was saying something. No, I have to be a sexy witch. And she said, I don't have a lot yeah. of lines, so I have to show a lot of cleavage or something like that. I, I just thought it, it was wonderful.
3: Because I always thought that, I mean, the undertones between her and Voldemort was a lot of sexual. She had a sexual, uh, infatuation with Voldemort. At least you, that's the oh, impression okay. that I got. I mean, isn't that, she was, she, yeah. I feel like she's in love with him, like in that dark, sick, sadistic way.
2: Yeah. She was kind of hoping for a little snaky, boldy nookie. That's good for her. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much oh my so I God. Really liked it. Hey, me. hey,
2: girl a girl the girl's been locked up in azkaban for fourteen years. She's got needs.
1: Oh <laughs>
2: <laughs> I can't see it's azkaban allowing excited. conjugal visits.
1: Oh yeah. God.
2: Alright, this conversation so. is going somewhere where I don't want to go.
1: Yeah, I don't really see that with, like, the dementors flying around. <laughs> Put you right in the mood, right? <laughs> We're getting into some smut
3: fix now.
2: No. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do it. Yeah, back I on topic, know. get back on I topic. I want to
3: talk about Lucy
2: a little bit. Who? What?
3: I thought Lucy... <laughs> Lucy, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not <thought laughs> <Man,
1: that's-> well <laughs> the
3: no, um, I really liked I liked how he seemed to be the calming he wasn't as as frightening, I don't think, to me, because it almost seemed in some form that he saw Harry and all of them as the same age as his own son and therefore could talk to them easier. I don't I don't know. Did
2: it, did it sound to anyone else like he was trying to turn Harry?
1: Just a little well, bit I just In think he wanted
0: to get the
2: prophecy.
4: Yeah, I had the f- impression that he just, he kind of liked having center stage all to himself, and he was kind of doing similar things that Voldemort did, but he's just a curious boy or something. Let's explain. He's just his, a curious boy. Yeah,
3: he, he I, I, I had, I well, had her the impression line, it's more on a power, that, power trip. Her line before that so shocked me because she was just so like, la 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 la, la and then it was just like, you found You know? It was just a whoa. Yeah, she's nuts. Nuts. She's unhinged.
2: I really like Lucius when he's he's very calming. He's very in control of the situation, and it's that's almost what makes him as dangerous as he is because he's gotten angry with Harry in the past. You know, he tried to Avada Kedavra him in Chamber Mm -hmm. of Secrets. Yeah. Um, in the movie, not the book. (laughs) And then in this one, you know, he's very angry in that one, and that clearly doesn't appeal. And But this one, you know, he realizes that the Gary- only way that he's going to get anywhere is to be that kind of calm. He's just curious. Hand me the prophecy, and all of your questions can be answered right now. Yeah. You know, very well, soothing voice. He should do radio.
3: Very, yeah, insidious. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if Harry had dropped the prophecy, I mean, Voldemort would have killed Lucius right then and there. That would have been the end of it. So, kind well, of his saw life was-
4: the expression on Lucius's face. That's hard to say, Lucius's
3: face. Um, when is it Lucius or Lucius? I don't, I don't know. I thought they, in the films they say Lucius. I think it's Lucius. <laughs> Lucius. I was really Tr- anyway. so happy to figure out how to pronounce little whinging.
4: I was always saying little whining. <laughs> Yeah, me look, too. Like, oh, it's a hard G. I was so happy. <laughs> I
3: was saying
2: winging, like, you know, winging a little winging.
3: Yeah, a little winging. A little whining. Dursley's <laughs> whine, you know? <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Well, grim mold, you know, it's supposed to be grim yeah. and mold. But um, grim
4: creature old. is a creature. So, yeah. Grim old.
3: Well, yeah, grim like old. a grim old place. A grim old. Oh, I really? I thought it was grim and Mold. Like, Mold was supposed to be. Really? <laughs> I thought that's really what it was supposed to be. Because it was nasty. Or maybe, okay, well, whatever. I did read. I just missed... Okay, anyway. Right. So what happens... At, oh, the um. so they run around, and everybody gets captured, and, and everybody performs a spell that they learned in DA. Yeah,
4: Jenny does her massive reducto.
3: And terrified. we see Luna get kicked or hit in the in the face. No one else. Yeah, we don't see anybody Kids else get bloody. bloody.
0: Yeah, teeth But were. they all did cuz they were
4: all marked up after that. I thought we saw Luna and then Ron and Hermione. I thought we saw them get Did we? Up. I didn't see them get hurt. And then hurt. Even, doesn't Luna pick Neville up off the ground at one point too? Yeah, no,
2: she said,
3: yeah, good he's, Neville? He's
2: standing there after having petrified someone yeah, and he, he's think- just kind of shocked he pulled it off and she grabs him she says come along.
3: Well good done, done, Neville.
2: Good job. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Come along. Something like that. Um And Harry, or, er, and Hermione and Ron, we see them going back and forth. But I think the, the marks Daniel. they have on their face are from all the shards of glass of broken prophecies when they're running through there.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's probably true. That makes sense.
1: Her, her reducto. Oh, my gosh. I was cheering because she's, like, everyone's shocked, kind of. And then Even, they all yeah, just stand I, there. They they everyone's shocked. And then, like. And then everything starts falling and everyone starts running. I don't well, know. Well, I it just... that they were shocked because it was like
3: nothing happened exactly right when she did it. Like, we have to wait to see the things from the top fall to the bottom to understand that she's just about knocked over this entire room.
2: Well, it, it felt like, and I think this is maybe how they meant to portray it, was like an avalanche where you just clink, 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 like just one or two start falling and then rows start falling, then shelves start falling, by the time they're running, they literally have a wall of blue yeah. fog prophecy guts and, and glass coming down on top of them, and it's literally, it's just like an avalanche.
3: Personally, I just really liked how cool her hair looked every time she didn't spell. <laughs> 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 it was such
1: good hair! <laughs> I
3: was like, I want to do spells and get hair like that. The part I
4: didn't like about this whole section was that everybody heard the prophecy, though.
3: I don't think that they heard them. I thought I took it as they as he held it and he could kind of hear it in his mind, but nobody else heard it. Yeah. How do you explain all the looks
4: that they were all giving each other when they got to the to to the lines about um, the one
3: who they with the power? They couldn't hear it. They couldn't hear it. They didn't know he was there. Like seriously, on my third time, I like studied the scene, and I was like, "But they don't." I and they turn around, like they're hearing something else, and they turn around, they hear the Death Eaters come. So mm. I don't think they actually heard it, but I am worried that maybe Lucius heard it. No. By holding it. No, I didn't.
2: Because you notice when Lucius picked it up, it went dark.
3: Oh, that's true. Yes, it well, lost that
2: blue glow and it went kind of murky gray.
3: They did explain that the only people who could hear it or, or, or pick yeah. it up or whatever was the one, you know, that the about. it was meant about. It. And then Ron and Hermione give each other a look,
4: meaning that they had caught on. That if it if it if Harry's the only one that can pick it up because it means him, then, then that means he's the one that he was talking about. I, that was the impression I had.
3: I don't know. I, I still, I think I'm just going to believe that they didn't hear it because it's in the book that they didn't hear it. So... <laughs> I don't know, I really hope that they didn't screw that part up in the in the movie. It's very vague though I, we have to admit it's vague. it is yeah. I took um, my 10 year old son to see it yesterday,
4: and he made a comment actually that I, I didn't even get onto to was that now Ron and Hermione and Ginny and the the whole group there, they should be able to see Thest- Thestral since they were there when Sirius died this time. That's true. I was That's like, wow, true. you're right, you know I didn't even think
3: about that
2: that did sad. they see him die though? Yeah, they were all in the room. They were hiding behind were the rock.
3: See, yeah, they were hiding behind the rock. I, I took it as they didn't know that Sirius had died until they walk in on Dumbledore and, and Harry later. So maybe they didn't see it. Yeah, I don't think I don't, they
2: actually saw his death.
3: That's vague, too, but I don't think they saw it. Yeah, in the books, they didn't see it. No, well, they were all unconscious. Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> Even yeah. in the room in the book, were they? No, no, Never, Neville. Other,
2: Everybody was like, yeah. Yeah, "Yeah." Neville was there, half speaking. Now, before we get to that last bit,
3: my favorite bit. Okay,
2: there's there's one know. question that I wanted to ask about, and that is they brought creature in because creature is obviously important because of his whole role in.
3: Oh right. um, yes.
2: And why Harry had to go to the Ministry in the first place, and why he couldn't contact Sirius via the flu. But if they introduced him in the beginning of the movie, I don't understand why they didn't continue to tell Creature's story, because otherwise they just showed a very ugly creature. But he really played no other role than calling them all mudbloods and blood
4: right. yeah. that made me think that Creature's importance doesn't relate to the fact that he betrayed Sirius somehow. That it, it that there's something else coming up with him that he just had to be in there. You had to know where he came from, not necessarily yeah. that he was the one that didn't that tricked Harry.
3: Yeah. Um. So, can we talk about the scene now? Yes. Yes, yes Jenny. Exactly. <laughs> I have to admit that at first, okay, I, I have such mixed feelings, and they're so quickly gone through. I was a little. I was so upset that maybe I'd read it wrong because I didn't think that Bellatrix had Ivada Kadaverid serious before he died, and she I did. read it, and he she didn't. They got it wrong in the movie. And to me, that's a serious mistake. Well, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, but, um, you know what I mean? Um, cause I really am in the hopes that like serious,
4: serious is dead.
3: Well, yeah, but I, you know, to show himself again or something, I just didn't think, I thought that was what this was so terrible about him. His death was that it just, he fell and, and there was no for sure if he died or not. See, and, I was
4: wondering if, uh, if the reason they did the Avada cadaver this time, I, I kind of wondered where we know that Joe Rowland got involved in some of the other aspects. If this was maybe her way of saying, "No, it really,
1: really is dead." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, It makes me really angry because it makes because he dies before he goes through the veil. And it's
0: mm-hmm. like it's not what happened.
1: I didn't That's really like. like-
0: how he fell through the veil either. It
1: floated away. Yeah. yeah. The Avada Kedavra at,
4: is, is instant death. I mean, there was no, that was more like a gunshot where, you, oh my God, I've been shot and you
2: have that Hollywood face on, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and I thought yeah. he kind of, then he, like I, the first time I saw it, I was like, did he just look at Harry after he got Avada he did. Kedavra? He yeah, did. he did. And, and
1: Harry
2: I'm like, is
1: it's, oh, Harry's it's supposed to be, you know,
2: name. green, drop, dead. That yeah, There's no, an, and he kind of turned it. and looked at Harry and then fell backwards, and I was like, "No, yeah. that was—I I mean, to, very touching, very sweet." They're just sweet. messing up, aren't they? <laughs> oh yeah, agree.
1: yeah. That's what I said. I loved this whole
2: movie. I
4: really did until the ending. I—I I, I wasn't real happy with the ending.
2: You know to, what? Since I, they messed up so much, let's just—they should just not even do the last two.
1: Oh shush! <laughs> don't talk. No, well, I have and to. You, you, you want to see more Bonnie? <laughs>
3: oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think I had envisioned the veil as a fake cloth. It's like some like watery, wispy stuff. I don't know. I didn't like that at all, and I didn't like the CGI. Serious. I felt it was, I, and the veil looked the whole veil looked strange to me. I thought it was like too it narrow wasn't and too really tall. A
2: veil. It was just kind of smoky, you know. Yes. I like the broken arch.
3: Yeah, I liked it and I didn't like it. And I just, I didn't like how he fell through it. I, I, it just, that wasn't how it I envisioned
2: the room. Like, well, I yeah. the, the room was described as having, like, um sloping upwards. Yeah, like it was like
1: a stadium, stairs. right? I yeah, it was like, like something around it. it. Yeah.
2: And this one kind of was like an anthill.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was sloping the wrong way. It was. It was. I have. there was like a trench. There was a trench.
2: With rocks in it.
3: <laughs> like what I is mean, that doing in the middle of the ministry?
2: It it was like the, the pit that they put Harry in and gobbled it a fire during his first task. Yeah. With rocks, you know, I'm waiting for a golden egg to be around here somewhere. Oh,
3: we didn't talk about them falling and and landing on the air.
1: Oh yeah. What, what was up with I,
3: that?
2: I, well, I took if they it hadn't, as they'd probably
3: magic. What do y'all think? I t- they're all kids. I took no. it as accidental ma- accidental magic to keep them from dying.
2: Uh, no. Well, I thought
3: Lucius
4: stopped them from falling because he didn't want the prophecy to get broken. Oh, he, he did went, it?
1: That's he wasn't what I there. I assumed. It. But he
4: was Not right there. there was this, wasn't he? The way they fell he, like,
2: so far into the room, that was like a room feature. That was a Department of Mysteries. Because once they fell down in there, didn't Ron have the line about Department of Mysteries? They sure got that right.
3: I just can't hold myself in anymore and not talk about this scene. We have to talk about this scene.
2: Just don't cry.
1: <laughs> I can't not. Well, actually, wait, wait before before we get there, <laughs> I, I just want to say that Bellatrix's little laugh. after Oh, yeah. Serious, serious it was, it was serious perfect. <laughs> Because it it's all perfect. quiet, and you don't hear Wonderful. anything. And then you hear her laugh and run away. It was, I don't know. About, like, well, made
2: the movie. I, I mean, and what about Harry's reaction to Sirius falling through the veil? Oh. I, I okay. like how they cut the noise right there and just showed Remus holding him back and him screaming. I because like I that thought-
3: they built up the emotions with cuts. It wasn't just... You know him reacting was him reacting, and then a few moments later, and then a few moments later. Oh, yeah, I you know? didn't like
4: the way they did that. Actually, I didn't like the way they cut the the sound out. I have a a blind friend actually who loves to go to listen to the movies, and that it
2: was completely lost on her.
3: Oh, how terrible! The, the
2: music, well, yeah.
3: I I wish that they'd cut the music, but I really wish we could have heard the screaming because that's what yeah. always gets to my gut when we hear him cry out or. Anything angst worthy should but be kept in.
2: I don't think Daniel could have done that. I don't think oh, he I could do. have put it off the way it, it, the way it needed to be. Just a pure soulless. I've lost the last family member I had. Gut wrenching cry. I don't think any actor could really pull it off. Well, the he way pulled that,
3: off the face looks. I don't see why not. I think exactly
2: the face. I mean, because he was basically just screaming.
3: Yeah, And that's oh.
2: why I'm glad they cut the sound, because I could imagine him making those just almost non-human noises that a person would make in that situation. The how can that sound escape from a person? Mm. Only when I, something that happens.
4: I'm glad that they kept Remus as the one to hold him back,
1: though.
3: Yeah, I would have died yeah. if they'd left that scene out.
1: I, would, I just don't think it was, like, emotional enough. I was. I was like, oh, he died, okay didn't make me sad at all. I didn't cry, and I really
3: wanted to cry. Yeah, I didn't cry. (laughs) I
1: I cried like two
3: minutes later. Yeah, when he's like on the ground later, I cried, but but not here. Yeah, no, it didn't make me cry either. I liked how they, how it was kind of, I liked that they had Harry realize, even as it's happening, what is happening. Like, he understands that Sirius is gone. And, and, it, uh, you see it in his eyes that he's—it's horror, and then it's—you know—I it, love that we actually see the build-up of the—he then he's crying and then he's screaming and then he yanks out of Remus's arms and runs after Bellatrix. And he is mad. Then yeah. he's mad. But I, look, I didn't I like it. the last look on Remus. I thought he could have looked sadder.
2: He was in shock.
3: Yeah, but obviously not too much shock to hold. I I guess I just really thought that that Sirius. I mean that Remus could like Harry should have made his started running towards the veil and Remus grabbed him. Like there was no real leading up to why Remus had stepped in there and grabbed him. You know yeah, what I mean? It's it's almost like he was just hugging him.
1: Yes, and Harry's, I thought
2: Harry's about to duck into the the veil after him, and Remus grabs him.
3: Yeah, that was what I thought But in the movie, in the movie, I didn't get that feeling that he was going to. I I thought he was aiming right for that veil. Yeah. Well, it it was very powerful for me how they showed it. I liked that the no music was there. I think I just wish that we could have heard the screaming a little. (laughs) But Amy, um, I believe Amy, it's so late for her, and I think she she has to go to bed. Yeah, I do. No, but no.
2: I, Amy has such I a beautiful <laughs> voice. I like listening to her talk. Don't make her go.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I have oh to go to sleep. What thing? Well, Amy, we'll, we'll, we'd love to do a podcast with you sometime. Hopefully, maybe we can do it earlier in the afternoon where it wouldn't be so late for you.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <Exactly>. But yeah, <laughs> we would love to.
3: to and, and thank you so much for joining us. And and, okay. and uh, have a good night.
2: Okay. Pleasure. 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 Nice, Pleasure. To Pleasure. nice to meet Bye you. Amy. Bye. 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 No, uh, Amy.
3: I know. she's so it's like two fifteen there though. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I like Back. her voice too. She sounds like Harry Potter but um
2: British
1: <laughs> Harry Potter people.
3: <laughs> well, you know. So
2: You know, I'm curious why no one brought up uh serious calling Harry James right before he died. I I I I mean I I mentioned it passing, I said, but we'll get to that later. I didn't think we actually ever said anything more on that.
3: Well, I thought like I read your review and I know that you don't you didn't particularly like it, but I thought it was a lovely reference to Sirius's whole outlook on his and Harry, Harry's relationship. So yeah, I, I, I thought, liked that. I wasn't
4: surprised by it. You know, I do think yeah. that's what Sirius felt, but but I felt a little sad for Harry. It was kinda, you know, right before he dies, but that to be the last thing Harry's know, gonna, gonna remember. The I last did think thing that was he a little says sad. To him?
2: Yeah, yep. yeah, nice it
1: is. Thing. Yeah, yeah.
2: My last words from my godfather—he didn't even remember my name. Didn't
4: even know who I was. Yeah, I did think I, I was a little—you know—I felt a little
2: Harry's pain right there. And I, I, that was me being a little sarcastic. I mean, obviously, he was saying he was probably with the last thing he thought was how much I was like my dad.
3: Yeah, I was thinking it would have been a—it would have been a proud last moment that he could give. Serious that remembering of his dad. I thought of it positively. Okay, so
1: on to the next scene, guys.
2: Vol- uh, oh my okay. god.
1: The, the whole Harry following Bellatrix and trying to use the Cruciatus curse on her. That was just like, wow. I thought it was excellent acting on both their parts. What do you guys think? Oh. With her singing. I loved punching.
4: her singing. Yeah. Her
1: singing was so Bellatrix.
3: It was great.
4: And she, was, and she was skipping like lunar as she was going out, I
3: killed her as Well, I liked that when he, he cruciates her and she falls to the ground, that suddenly she turns into like a heaving bosom, like woman in trouble.
2: <laughs> no, and well, it was so I th- sick. It w- I thought it was more of the shock of, oh, my God, he just used an unforgivable on me. Yeah. It
1: it tripped her. <laughs> I don't think
2: I, like, it really I didn't, hurt. In the, in, 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 in the <laughs> books, he he couldn't actually pull it off, right?
3: I thought that no. she was egging. That
4: no, happened in the book, too. Was, it was enough that it gave her a jolt, but not enough to really right. hurt her. And, and she, she was the one that told him. She's you like, you really, really got to mean it. You got to hate. But yeah. It was yeah, Voldemort that said it to him. This time, like, it wasn't her.
3: Vapor, he vapor apparates with, like, the weirdest then, look with on the his black face. smoke. I'm like, ah!
2: Vaporates.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. That was i mean I,
2: I just like the fact. I loved. I thought it came across very good when Harry hit her with the curse and I mean, was willing to go that far and hit her with that curse. I very much got across the point of Harry just crossed the line and he, he totally went there and he could go there again.
1: He's, like, yeah. livid at this point. He's yeah. Crazy. Well, he's and then, not. Isn't it yeah. J.K. Rowling
3: herself said that uh, – or Rowling, sorry um, – said that if Harry was a normal person at this point, he would be in a mental institution. And it's just because Harry is of who he is that he's not. And I think at this point – He's verging on, I'm going to go crazy, I want to die, just end it. Even in the book, isn't it? I mean, when Voldemort yeah. possessed him, he is begging Dumbledore to kill him. I mean, he's at oh, the thought end that of was
2: his head. I, I, I,
3: I think I got the impression, well, I may be wrong, you know, I'm wrong a lot, and I admit when I'm wrong, but no, I, I, I got the impression that he wanted to die at that point. Like, yeah, I, don't, just nothing, I think it was nothing.
4: Voldemort trying to get Dumbledore to kill him, but in Harry's own mind, it was like, just let this pain stop, let me be with serious again. He just kind of gave up.
3: he just let yeah, just let me be with and then i 'll be with serious again, yeah, that's exactly,
2: and that came across in the movie when he it was did. when he was I mean, possessed, and I guess we'll get to that in a minute.
3: well, we can talk about it now. I mean, when he lays his head on the ground and oh such good acting, I mean, the whole possession scene to me was so angsty to watch. it was awful and horrible and wonderful and wonderful acting, not wonderful. (laughs) I Um, cried. I I cried cried so hard.
1: I was like, oh, my God. But you could just
3: tell. Even my husband said you could tell at that point that Harry had lost the will to live at that moment. And again, we see Hermione look on like (laughs) it.
2: I don't know. Not right away.
1: Well, you know, I know when it's almost over.
2: It's important when they that they come in when they do, because if Harry hadn't seen them he wouldn't have been reminded of everything that he had, and then he would have lost the fight.
3: Yeah. But Harry pushing himself up onto his arms. Ugh. Just, like, the looks on his face, and then you see the flashbacks. It was just like, it just, haunts oh my me. God. And he yeah. did yell out once. He did, like, have one cry of anguish that I was so happy to hear, and that's right before he sees all the good things that he has. Well, after he sees Hermione, I think.
2: Well, you can hear him kind of grunting, and you well, can hear him... Yeah, yeah. Oh. But then
1: he just like full on screams. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um yeah. Uh, yeah, but it is very I mean, oh, I was just gushing like a baby. I was crying so hard. It was it was mm. miserable.
3: So emotional. I'm, I'm, I'm
2: lying. I'm lying, of course. I <laughs> I
3: knew you were lying, oh. Oh, <laughs> you're lying. I was about to be touched. So, no you know, <laughs> They make the whole end of the movie there. Like if you look at it in the book, like that whole bit is like one or two paragraphs. I very much like
4: the line that Harry said to Voldemort about feeling sorry for him, though.
3: Oh yes, oh, and yeah, I, I thought that was a bit of
2: foreshadowing of of something to come too. Well, that actually sounds like something you like. Uh, when I heard that, <laughs> that's I that, that was immediately reminded Maybe of. Maybe that's why I liked it. Seventh Horcrux.
3: It, yeah, that's what it made me think of
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> it,
2: it, it was that you know I you know you have something to live for. And, you know, I feel sorry for you. I mean, just the part of that flashback possession scene that really touches me, and I think it's meant to touch us all, is when Harry's about ready to give up. And it's all the repeated scenes of family and friends, of hugging Sirius, of laughing with his friends after the kiss, of seeing his parents, just of all the people that make his life worth living. That's what makes it so special. Mm hmm. Yeah. That's what makes it a sad that's what that not sad, but that's what brings the tears to your eyes, not watching Harry writhe and suffer, but to see him writhing and then remember everything that's worth living for
3: yeah.
2: and fighting it.
3: That was Power what he knows got know right there. That's what got to me. That this scene I thought and the scene right before were done really well. I was very mm-hmm. pleased with it. You know, it, the first time I saw it, I think I was just too elated that they'd kept them in to actually feel anything. <laughs> and, you know, the second time I, I can actually get into the story. But, oh, my goodness. When, wow. when
1: I saw it, um, it was at midnight. So all these all these hardcore fans were there and I could hear like a lot of the girls crying, Yeah, yeah, including me. And and my best friend that I brought along, we had a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was at this scene that I finally,
3: I just had to sit there for a minute and go, oh, my gosh, he can act. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And I know that ran through my mind several times, but at that moment, I was so impressed. Well, and I think.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say in the beginning of the film I wasn't very impressed, and like I said earlier, I thought, you know, he could he could do better. But by this point, this was so well done.
3: He was great.
2: And I really loved the CGI with his eyes changing to Voldemort's eyes. Yeah.
3: Did y'all notice like that, that, that they scene. were bright green? Yes. Yeah, if they can make his eyes green, why aren't they always green?
1: Because they didn't start well, out.
3: it made me think, is this symbolic somehow? I don't know. But- Maybe not. I don't know. I couldn't think of a, a connection, but, but maybe. I
4: like I liked <laughs> I can't the even way the talk about his ended with the newspaper clipping there of, of Dumbledore holding Harry up, too.
1: Yeah, was that was good. Kind of sad.
3: Oh, really? I was a little upset by that. I liked, because Harry didn't pass out in the book. And I really wish that he would have yanked Harry up and stuck a port key in his arm. And the next scene that we saw, I wish had, would have been in Dumbledore's office. Yeah. The continuity was wrong to me in the movie.
4: I, like I said, I think at the beginning, I, I really missed that scene. I love that. Then I don't want to be human line. I, I missed oh. not getting to see that. But I do not think Michael Gambin, Gambin could have pulled it off. I really don't. So I, I liked the way it ended there with the, the newspaper.
2: You know, and we were talking on the forums about like worst movie lines ever, and I gotta say, Fudge's—he's back. (laughs) I was like, everyone in my
3: theater screamed "duh!" Everyone went "duh, (laughs) duh, (laughs) (laughs) duh, (laughs) duh!" It was great. Yeah, (laughs) that—it
2: shot up into my top ten. All just. Such a stupid line. Why? You oh, know, I thought it was I funny. Fun. I liked it. It was funny. I just, I hate. <laughs> it was hate like
1: comic that. relief. It was. it was like we it just it had this whole emotional whole thing. out of the No, no, series.
2: I don't want comic relief right there. That was supposed to be an emotional, heartfelt scene that's supposed to continuously play into Dumbledore's office.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, which that they that completely. Whole, that
3: should have well,
2: had, had a dark overtone.
3: has to end happy now. So, whatever. They never read the ends of these books. I swear, it infuriates me that these could be so awesome, and they almost—they go ninety percent, baby.
2: So 90%. does that mean Dumbledore's not going to die in Half Blood Prince?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, but they'll be it won't happy, be emotional about it. enough. <laughs> <laughs> they'll skip through the end or something. God, no. I- I don't know where where does he go? It doesn't even go to the office the next scene. It's like he's He in goes his back room. to his dorm room and they didn't ha- they did not make one mention of the mirror, which kind of confused Mm-mm. me because I thought the mirror would play in the seventh book.
2: Well, they're gonna be kicking their butts if it does.
3: well, I don't think Joe would let them mess up like that truthfully, so I just don't see the mirror being a- an issue now,
2: yep total non entity
3: you know. I don't know. He was picking at his sweater though. I thought that was kind of sad. I don't... But then he goes down to off the one thing that I really liked about the scene with Dumbledore is that first thing where um Harry where Dumbledore says, I know how you're feeling and Harry immediately No you don't. Like that was the only part that I really liked out of that whole conversation.
1: I thought he was gonna start yelling. I wanted him was, I... to. This is this I... is the only part that I really wanted Caplox Harry. Yeah, like I exactly. wanted him to throw stuff, and mm, they should have yeah. added twenty minutes to the movie right here.
2: Not twenty minutes.
3: Well, do you know, do you,
2: know you know how bad I had to pee at that point?
3: Figuratively, <laughs> but this has the, been the shortest movie so far, and and I really feel the that they they cut this is where they cut and they shouldn't have.
2: was it the shortest movie?
3: Yeah, yeah it is the it, shortest by like half an hour. It's not they even took, by like ten minutes.
2: They took when, the like, longest book and in made it the shortest movie.
1: Yeah. yeah when case. they released the runtime, like months, months ago, I was like depressed. I was too. It's so short. Yeah. This
3: was the shortest movie so far, by like oh. half an hour. But yeah. So then the movie ends, and um they're walking towards the. You know, we didn't we didn't actually see the train. We saw the station.
2: Well, well, hold on! Before we get to we, that, we're skipping
1: Luna. What did I
3: forget? No, oh, we're, yeah, we're skipping Luna.
2: the we're skipping the battle between Dumbledore and Voldemort. Oh. The actual oh. wands and glass like five or I
3: didn't care about <laughs> that. I cared about the angst of Harry being possessed.
1: <laughs>
3: okay. okay, fine. You
2: all you all can hush for a minute and I'll talk about that. It was uh, the exchanging of power between the two I thought was really great because when I first saw it, I thought of it as almost like a Star Wars thing with the red and the blue wands touching each other. And then Voldemort starts shooting lightning bolts out of his hands. And I'm like, that's like an homage to, to the Sith yeah,
3: It was sort of Lord of the Rings to me. I, the fire and the water, you know, like the bad is fire and the good is water. Like it felt very elemental to me.
1: Okay, their wands, like they looked like they were connected. And it was, I was like, no, they shouldn't be like that. Kind of and like when the spells were hitting tram. each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the spherical. It made a funny sound, the whoo sound. He performed the bubblehead charm. (laughs) Who did? I'm I'm joking. You know, to
3: tell you the truth, and this is so stupid, but during the Voldemort, uh, Dumbledore fighting scene, I was watching Harry being angsty, like curled up in the corner in the back with his, you know, hiding from the. So so I don't. My focus was not on what was the fight was about because. It just didn't, wasn't important to me at that
2: time.
1: Didn't Dumbledore grab Harry and, like, shove him out of the way? Yeah. Yes. Manny
2: shoved him he hard. Him twice. Well, that was to protect him from
3: well, the yeah. spells that were
2: coming at him, because I think Voldemort was trying to attack Dumbledore, but at mm-hmm. the same time throw those little things at Harry to force Dumbledore to take his attention off Voldemort's attacks, put him on to Harry, which kind of distracted him, weakened him, um... Which well, understands why I pushed him away.
3: They do that one close-up on Harry's profile of him watching what's going on, and he's just so out of it. And I think that Dumbledore knew that he would not stand a chance because he was so emotionally distraught.
2: Which is yeah. a shame because he was missing a really cool-looking fight. Well. <laughs> I got to say, like, the, the glass thing I thought was so cool when all the glass shattered in the place and Fudge's banner yeah. ripped, and it was very symbolic, and then all the glass comes flying up in five waves and comes down as one big point. The sand was cool. That sand, was brilliant.
1: When I saw the sand, I was like, that still hurt. <laughs> that was, and, and they would sand have sand it in their eyes.
2: Earth. Wait, was you that know, sand? I thought it was very, very fine shards of glass.
1: Well, well yeah, when, but it, 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 it turns it, it into sand. It turns
3: into sand, yeah.
2: I know, sand is where glass is heated It is glass. I just
3: thought it was sand. I don't know.
1: Yeah, but I was just, I had, I mean, I thought it looked cool and how they didn't get hurt, but I was like, that still must really hurt, because sand, when, like, wind picks up sand, it stings.
2: Yeah, and you get in all kinds of uncomfortable places, and you're trying to worry about the itch when you're fighting Voldemort.
3: (laughs) Seriously. I think the biggest shock to this scene, though, for me was that, was how much Harry and the kids were out of their element. And how none of them stand a chance. I know that Lucius makes that one comment. Did you think that a bunch of kids could have a chance with us Death Eaters? Or he makes some comment like that. And, and now I'm like, well, yeah, they're calling up the elements here. Come on. And I don't know if that was purposeful or not. You know, that kind of takes magic to a, a new understanding than what I think I had originally thought. But, but yeah, my focus was on Harry through that, unfortunately. And, when Dumbledore it, turns around and Voldemort possesses Harry and there's just that uh, uh, grunting and then he falls to his knees in that horror of understanding that's on Michael Gamden's face when he turns around. I thought that was really well done. Mm-hmm. So I liked the end of this movie. but it But to me... I think I keep comparing it to Goblet and I'm so sorry but I know that Goblet as a majority I didn't like but the last 30 or 45 minutes of Goblet with Harry and Voldemort and the the death scene and I thought it was so well done and I remember like me liking Goblet for that part of the movie because it was so well done in my opinion that I I felt I felt slightly disappointed this this scene could have been this and this previous scene and the scene following this scene could have made this movie amazing. And it's like it's like they ran out of steam a bit.
1: It just seems like it was really rushed towards the end. Mm-hmm. Like they were, they were like, oh, uh, we want this to be two hours. Let's have a short scene here. I'm
3: hoping well, there's like a
1: director's cut.
3: <laughs> that.
2: But you <laughs> really? also got to think that the movie was doing pretty good until they did an entire CG prophecy room. And a dramatic CG wand fight. And then they're like, okay, let's see. The first hour and a half cost us a couple million. Second five minutes after that cost us 100 million. Oh, well, there's our budget. We'll stop. Well,
3: there. That <laughs> this is Harry just, Potter. <laughs> this is Harry Potter, right? They made $140 million on opening night. Like, boo freaking who? They should have got it. (laughs) They should have done it Harry Potter
2: is not about making good films or about enjoying or staying true to the books or the fandom. It's all about making a reasonable profit, and that's what they should be about. Sorry.
3: I was like,
1: what? (laughs) I was like, yeah, I'm (laughs) back. Can't be serious. I'm about to get so pissed off. As, As you say that, I'm like staring blankly out my window. Are you really saying this? I know. I was just like, oh, my God, I can never talk to Mac again.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and, like, Ryan, like, he hasn't even watched them. I'm like, I how can not know? I don't understand. It's like talking, you know, to somebody who doesn't care enough.
2: <laughs> so everyone who's listening to this episode, uh, email Ryan at com yes, if you want to criticize witness. his... Dedication to the fandom, even though he's posted and started weekly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Whoever can get him to go, I will award them forty five points.
2: And to go where? He
1: said he was gonna do go the movie next week. Yeah, he he's waiting go for next- Daniel.
3: He has a good reason, but i c yeah, I've no. gone three times in two days, so you know. What? His and fiance that's a not a good. Reason. This weekend, three D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> going. Go- oh, gonna- oh my gosh. Can you imagine in 3D? Woohoo! Can't wait. Wait, wait, wait.
2: <gasps> Harry Potter in 3D, they're doing that?
3: In I'm the a theater. It's the 20 in
1: last. Day, or 3D, yeah. It's going to uh-huh. be so amazing. I know. I'm going. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm going on Saturday.
2: Okay, okay, okay. Well. Okay, sorry. The
3: end of the movie. I was movie. just going
2: to say we're 2 hours and 40 minutes in. Maybe we should get to that last.
1: Okay, the last 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Okay, Luna talking to Harry when she's missing her clothes. Choose. Foreshadowing for Deathly Hallows.
3: I thought uh, about
2: when she have makes a strange way of showing up again, showing even in up ways again. Don't expect it.
3: Yes, I went. Oh, good.
2: <laughs> because we're gonna get more Luna.
3: We're gonna or get Luna's more. Going to have missing clothes. Or yeah, no, <laughs> no, <I'm> like, <laughs> what? Wait, <the laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait. Foreshadowing <laughs> up, here.
2: Hold up, hold- well, Matt heard- may like I heard- that idea of it. Oh, that's what I forgot to talk about earlier. Um, I like a clothes. I- no, not the last Um <laughs> When Sirius followed them to the train station, really uh, and sure. then trans- transformed back into a human, and uh, all he was wearing was like that kind of fur coat number. Evil wombat sitting next to me, and she goes, "He's naked under that coat." <laughs> really loud that. in that very <laughs> point.
3: I noticed that too, and I, my reasoning. Is that maybe and, when he turns the pad foot, it's easier without as many clothes? Maybe. Uh,
2: I, honestly, Jen, I thought of you the <laughs> second that that got brought up, <laughs> and Yay. I was like, "Because it is one step short of a towel."
3: <laughs> it is. I noticed it too, and I was like staring avidly at his tattoos.
2: I don't like. Gary
3: Oldman hat What?
1: I don't like the tattoos. I don't either. But he was naked, and like I don't, I don't realize like. If- it's more of like, where did he get them?
2: He's bony.
3: I really like that they added Pat Padfoot, the dog version. Yeah, Padfoot. He's scrawny. It is a weird looking dog. It's a grim.
2: No, no like I was, was, I was expecting him be being different
1: than a dog uh, in Prisoner of Azkaban.
2: No, yeah. well, that's kind of what he looks like in Prisoner of Azkaban. He's. I
1: he's thought that's what it. he looked like. I just yeah.
3: liked that they did the carefree dog go into the the train scene. I liked that. That they well, kept it in.
2: Yeah, but if they had him go on the train station, they should have had somebody catch him. You know, but like you're, but- Mal- Malfoy's making his dog comment.
3: <laughs> well, you're right. I don't know where he was keeping that picture. <laughs> 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 wink, wink. No. <laughs> <laughs> that,
2: does explain, that explains why oh, Harry was Harry, so hesitant to take you it. You keep it. <laughs> <laughs> No, really. Let it me get smelled, up my
1: Purell here. It <laughs> smells like
2: dog, and I don't mean that in the good way.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, so so okay. So they so Luna Harry goes. Oh, that's awful! You've lost all your stuff, or people are taking it. And she's putting up notices that are the same color as the Hogwarts wall, which I was like, how is anybody going to notice those?
2: They they were the- there were two different colors of flyers.
3: Oh, all right, all right. I liked her little high top sneakers were hanging from the, the yeah, but top. But then she thing. walked away and didn't take them. Yeah, she had yeah. to go eat pudding. Whatever.
1: Skipping with her
3: beautiful lush
2: She always says pudding. Whenever she talks about food, she's, she's like, I wonder if there'll be pudding. She's she likes got a pudding.
1: pudding. She likes pudding.
2: Well, you know what? I say, let's get Luna in pudding.
1: In pudding? In without her My pudding. mind went smut like Luna in pudding. Mm-hmm.
2: Hey, I've kept my mouse up for 22 episodes.
3: <laughs> you need to write another fake about you and, and Luna and pudding. But um <laughs> Sorry. I I like how they actually leave is this when they leave after Luna?
2: Yes. Uh, and they yeah. go
3: towards the carriages. I like that they incorporated the carriages more than the train in this one. Oh, 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 can I tell you my favorite part? The Please. ending he says, What is his line at the end? Uh it's it's hopeful. It's um at least we have something that Voldemort doesn't or or something like that. Do y'all remember what it was? And I, I thought they were saying tra- we have
4: something worth, I have something to fight for. Yes. Now we have something. Jenny.
3: Yeah, we have something worth fighting for. And did y'all notice at that moment they started climbing stairs? I thought that was so symbolic for what they were saying. Like now, now there's something worth fighting for. And it's like they're rising to the challenge. Mm-hmm. I really liked. That. I don't know if anybody else notices things like that, but but I really liked that they were climbing stairs. That that when they said that
2: line, I think you're reading into that.
3: What? It's a nice symbolic <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> I'm sure the director. I'm sure it crossed his mind.
2: Absolutely, I totally agree.
3: <laughs> Thanks.
2: <laughs>
3: He's like rolling his eyes. But that was uh, a brush off, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll I'll just take it with my my pudding, grain so of salt called, and pudding. Well, that was a great. I think that we had a good review.
2: Oh no oh, no no no. Wow. Oh, no 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 we're not we're not done yet. Okay 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 everyone <laughs> final 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 thoughts.
1: Are we doing this in <laughs> alphabetical order? I know okay. I was waiting. I'm, I'm, I'm Jen, sorry. you're first. <laughs> Kate,
2: Kate, since Kate's gonna be leaving first, Kate, your final thoughts, then Melinda, um, then Jen.
1: Okay, my final thoughts. I it's my favorite movie, even if. They kind of messed up the ending and made it really short. I still thought it was the best. It was pretty close to canon. I mean, besides the non capbox Harry. And, and it just makes me really happy because Bellatrix is amazing in this. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It could have been more emotional, but the whole possession thing, except for everything. So I like it a lot. I will be seeing it like 10 times before it goes out of theaters. Okay. Melinda? That's it.
4: I liked it too. I think it's it's my favorite of the the ones we've seen so far. Um again, I wasn't thrilled with the way it ended, but but that's pretty minor compared to the the overall. Um I think there was a lot of respect shown t- to the readers, you know, to the the he the director this time he seemed to get it. I was really Happy with him. I know Jen said *Prisoner of Azkaban* was her favorite, and that happened to be my least favorite. I couldn't stand that one, um, but but I was I was much happier with this one.
3: <laughs> uh, yes. Overall, I have to agree as well that this was my favorite movie thus far. I have to agree with um, uh, with Kate that it. I was disappointed with the end, but I felt that the possession scene was worth watching this movie for. But I also agree with Melinda in that. I love that this movie felt like it was, this movie was made for the readers, I think, in many aspects. And I really liked how, um, how real, how comfortable everyone seemed in their, in, in their role in this one. I really liked how the scenes really, it really felt in some parts that, that I was watching the book visually, you know? And, um, and I really liked that a lot. Um, I really loved Harry's emotional journey. I liked that they showed the relationship between Sirius and Harry so much. Um I, I think my favorite part about this movie is they actually showed even on a, even though it wasn't caps lock Harry as a whole, I got the feeling of angst and and the the loneliness and the you know the, the I felt that something is going to the over I really felt like something was going to happen through this this movie, something's going to happen next. You know, it kept that adrenaline going, if that makes any sense. And mm-hmm. uh, and I really just liked it overall. I thought it was a fantastic movie. It, when I left the theater, I remember feeling not quite. I couldn't decide how I felt because eighty-five percent of the movie was was perfect for me. I couldn't have asked for a better movie, and the last little bit kind of left me. I was a little disappointed, and and but now that I've thought about it, I would rather have eighty five percent of the movie be be good, you know, and fifteen be be bad, rather than a movie like Goblet of Fire, which I felt only fifteen was good, and the rest was kind of just blah for me. So I re- so I, I really liked this one, and I'll probably go back and see it ten times before it, it goes out of theaters too.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna do a little uh, Mac tack on the Mac meter. Basically, this film had hot girls, it had wonderful fight scenes. A little bit of that emotional junk, so if the girls get teary-eyed, you can flip <laughs> your arm around her, pull her in close. That's always good if you're looking to make a move yourself. I'm going to have to give this uh, movie a uh, a tan. I'll give it a tan.
1: <laughs> well, we know what Mac thinks.
2: <laughs> hey, they don't call me Mac for nothing. Uh-huh. Because Mac is a word for, another word for, you know, Mac and Mac and on girls. Huh? Mm-hmm. You never heard the expression Mackinon girls"? Nope. Nope. I thought they called you Mac as your
1: last name, but you know.
2: Yeah, well, details. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if Lisa asks, yeah, that's why they call me Mac. Totally.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> Poor girl. Oh, I bet she's hilarious.
2: She she's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs>
3: We'll have to get her on the forum sometime.
2: Oh yeah, that'll happen. I'm never gonna let that happen.
1: Are you are you ashamed of us? Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm so totally. Not not Melinda. <laughs> oh well, thank you. Thank <laughs> you.
2: <laughs> She's a successful author. I I recommend her stuff.
3: So pretty much we give it two thumbs up. We recommend it to everyone to go see it. We hope that you have seen it before you listen to us talk because. We
2: otherwise,
4: we completely ruined <laughs> totally spoiled. Yeah. We should put a spoiler warning at the beginning of this
2: one. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed our special War of the Phoenix movie review. Be sure and tune in when we conclude Seventh War Crux and have a special, exclusive interview with Melinda Lea. Yay!
3: <laughs> nice Bye, <goodbye>. everybody!
2: Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye! Goodbye.